This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by PTO. That's right, paid time off. The only fucking reason I'm able to do a podcast this week or any time ever because I don't have any time in my fucking life for anything because of the choices that I've made and the job that I work that hates my guts and I fucking hate it back, you son of a bitch feed mill. Go to hell! Here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only formerly whatever podcast that feature me, Uncle Buck, from the red state of North Carolina, but also some special guests today from the land of praying hands. You know him as the guy who usually does this show with people who aren't me. But this week he's with me. He's Mr. Tabbert. Welcome back, everybody. Big episode and also uh, that other guy, Todd Seidel. Hello. <laughs> so, um, Thank you. We had an we I'm had so a rusty. guy we had a guy a, a spite producer came came on and subscribed to the Patreon and uh, his name was his nickname was Overmortal which I thought was kind of weird and he demanded yeah. that uh, Tim be fired from the show and Buck be brought back so uh, I was like I was like Buck we'll uh, give you this fifty dollars this Overmortal guy is paying specifically for you and then uh, and then you can do the show again and Buck said yeah sure. Yeah, I can always use fifty dollars. Uh, no. uh, it sounds like a really cool name for a band. Maybe you should uh, look them up, see if they've got any music out there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not like they might have like a patriotic song. Yeah, or something about not saying the n word. Oh no, that's that's no, the that's, that's, not, that's a that's a different band entirely. Uh, my yeah, that was a good sir. song. My bad. Uh, no, actually, uh, Tim texted me the day before yesterday and was like. Uh, I'm not feeling well. I think I got the Roner because everyone who who gets sick, who get who's gotten sick of any kind in 2020, just assumes that it's the thing that's going around and not like regular seasonal allergies, just a normal cold, the the actual flu. Nope, got to be the Rona. Now everyone's gonna die. Uh, so I. I was like, well, do you want to do the show remote? And he goes, no, I don't think I can do it at all. So fortunately, this is like truly kismet. But uh, fortunately, Buck had texted me about. <laughs> Buck had texted it's me coming about for you. how he. Yeah, I'm fucking welcome it at this point. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if that even came through. Buck, it, it came it through on my end. Um, great. Okay, good. Buck texted me about doing a retro sode this week. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. That sounds awesome. And then Tim texted me about not being able to do the show. Because I, I, you know what I think it is? I don't think he's sick at all. I think he's trying to get out of going to Westbound on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Did you guys go last Tuesday? I went. I totally forgot. Tim didn't. Uh, well, I was going cause, to. Cause, because, quote, the new Mortal Kombat 11 DLC is out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh boy! Geez. So anyway, I texted Buck and asked Buck to just do the regular episode, and he said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So here it's we been are. A so uh, Buck, how have you been? What's the big update in your life? Um, I took a week of PTO for my birthday, which is this week. See, that's that was my real motivation was I wanted to be able to uh, sneak in again for my birthday on the four year anniversary, as I do every year. Yep. To make sure that I beg people for gifts. Yeah, well, um, maybe I'm still, I'm, I'm still uh, squirreling and, and like just grain at a time that coffee that somebody sent me from two years ago. I've still got that bag and I like every so often I'll like 
pull out just a well, it's always a little like, like laboratory measuring spoons that are about the size of your pinky nail. I'll scoop one of those out and I'll just snort it. Yes. Like, ah, yes. Relevance. So, yeah, Jay um, sent us some InfoWars coffee several months ago, and that shit's really good. And I've been giving it to people. I didn't make it today. Today I made Death Wish, but I've been giving it to people. I'm like, hey, uh, check out this coffee. And I just make it for them, and then they drink it, and they're like, oh, wow, this is, uh, that's really good. Uh, what kind of coffee is this? Like, it's Alex Jones coffee. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> now your freaking frogs are gay. Ah! 32,000 lizards <laughs> died to bring you this. And then people have to the admit that there's something switch. good about Alex Jones. He's pure entertainment. I don't know why anyone would hate that guy. Even if you disagree with what he says, he's just so amusing to watch. He is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't love the guy by any stretch of the imagination, but he's had an influence on the culture that can't be denied. And uh, like, even I just watch him. The stuff of his that I watch is just to like laugh at him. Not really laugh with him. Like when he was on Joe Rogan and he had that whole thing about uh, that's really the most Alex Jones content I've consumed is the the re-edit of his interview on Joe Rogan where he talks about like this girl had a 10 inch cock. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that one. Oh, you didn't see that video? Uh, You see, I don't Internet right now, so it's I miss a lot of stuff. Well, this was this was like last year. I wasn't Interneting last year. Take your pick. You're missing out, man. Why was he talking about a girl? You're not. Why was he talking about a lady? He was talking about he was talking about having sex with this girl who just wanted to have sex all the time, and then he was then I think a totally unrelated thing. He was talking about someone with a ten inch cock, (laughs) and the so they put those two together. Uh, It's just it's a really funny edit if you ever go find it. Goblins. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Sometime. It was before this time last year. I just kind of got bored with the internet. Everything was all the same. So I'll, and, and I just, you know, I'll listen to a little bit of music or I'll listen to you, like you guys when I get the chance or I'll listen to the dick show when I get a chance. But other than that, I just really don't care anymore. You know, that's it's, wise. Because uh, I, I, everything about the internet is just becoming more and more horrible. I uh, I feel like. I feel like maybe that time that Joel Chaco came to North Carolina, he must have given me like a an implant or something. Yeah. And I just, because within like a few weeks, I just felt like withdrawing from the internet. I almost shut down my social media. Um, I started doing the little, uh, the little sign of the cross randomly for no reason. So I don't know. It's one of those, you know, just did pulled away you, from everything. Did he give you a hot beef injection? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, because, um, well, you know, I brought it up, but he was, he wasn't interested. So, yeah. Uh, I said, you know, all those times we, we joked about the gay butt sex show. Let's just like try an episode out. And he was like, no, but no, no buck sign of the cross, holy water in the face. Like he get away from me with that. So yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he missed anything on the internet. No, I, I, I would, I, there's a couple of YouTube channels I like to stay in touch with, but as far as like staying up with all the, the e-drama, I was like, gonna the, do. the Dick Show, the Dick Show became unlistenable for about six months because it was all about what YouTuber was beefing with what other YouTuber. And maybe it's the fact that I'm closing on 40. I just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Well, I totally agree with that. Uh, and not, not coming near 40. Um, I'm so tired of these like 
it, we what we did was we created Entertainment Tonight, but for people that nobody gives a fuck about. Like I thought Entertainment Tonight was cringe when it was popular, and I was you know eight years old, and they'd be like, "Here's all the celebrity gossip news," and I'd just be like, "Why do we give a fuck about any of this shit?" And that was probably my first red pill as a kid that I like delivered to the people where I was just like, "What? Why the fuck is is this a thing?" And then you know, fast forward twenty years, and now. We're do we're still doing it, but instead of being like, is Leonardo DiCaprio dating Kate Moss? It's like, is internet YouTuber A that you've never heard of angry at internet YouTuber B who you've also never heard of? Here's a 35 minute video breaking it all down, and I'm just like, My YouTuber C who you've also never heard yeah. of. How can you sit and watch this shit? Uh, it, I I kind of weep for the teenagers of today because entertainment has gone downhill. So I, God, I sound like such a boomer, but it has entertainment or maybe it's just that as you get older, things just become less amusing to you. I, it's like when uh, Twitter, I just yeah. about threw my phone out the window when Boogie and whoever that other dude was Frank got, Castle. Like, a shooting match or something. Yeah. Whatever yeah. this like, there's that picture that popped up. And every fucking tweet in the entire world was about Boogie with a gun in his hand. And I'm like, for one, stop putting that fat asshole on my screen. I hated Francis. I hate but Boogie's an idiot. He's a fat fucking idiot. And he does it all for attention. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. Just just fuck him with that gun. And then also, uh, like this beef where you're like, oh, he came threatening to come to my house. Well, then beat his ass. Or she, go ahead and shoot him. I don't care. I yeah. don't care. Just fucking do it. Stop talking about it. The dude shows up at your house. Put him, in a, make him a chalk outline on the sidewalk, and go on with your life. Don't bother me with it. Shut the fuck up. That's oh my great, god, everybody! One of the great features of Twitter is the mute word and the mute word thing. Because I've gone in there and I've muted so many words. There are so many words in there. That are just names of people I don't care want to hear about ever again. Like I'm pretty sure I I muted the word boogie. I'm pretty sure I yeah. I either I probably just muted his account. I might have just blocked him, but uh, I'll just preemptively block annoying people like Donald Trump. I've got <laughs> Joe smart. Biden and Kamala Harris blocked. Uh, yeah, just so that when they tweet and someone retweets it, it's like this is from an account you blocked or muted. I'm like, oh, then I don't really care. That's pretty yeah. cool. I didn't. I that might get me back on Twitter because I can't stand Twitter just because of that shit. Yeah, it's it's awful, and the way that stuff signal boosts to where, like Buck said, your entire timeline will become about one thing one day. Uh, it's fucking miserable. Yeah, it's just like they spoon feed you what they want you to. Yeah, that's algorithmic everything, which is the other reason why I hate the internet and that uh, you can't huh. you can't find it. There was I got into an argument with a guy yesterday who. He, he had the he he his argument style seemed to be like throwing out a bunch of shit and then pretending like he didn't have a stand on it and uh he kept he kept <laughs> he kept um he kept telling me like I'd be like here's my claim and he'd go no you're wrong and I'd okay prove it and he'd go uh just google it and it was uh. like that's not proving your point dumbass so so then he's like just google it uh, the first five results will explain to you why you're wrong. And I was like, you, or someone else said, or, you think SEO is, is truth? Like the Google results are clearly filtered to make you steer you in the direction they want you to go in. 
Like the guy and the guy just kept going and going and going. And then uh, I did a thing that I've learned about on Twitter, which is quote tweeting someone you're in an argument with. um, And it just gets. So I stopped talking to him uh, like, I don't know, mid afternoon. But up until about the time I went to bed, people were still tweeting him just like being mean to him. It's like, congratulations, buddy. You got totally dogpiled because (laughs) you couldn't. And the funny thing was I here was I gave him a bet. Right. And I was like just to see if I could get him to post any kind of source. And I was like, prove that masks work and I'll delete my Twitter, which is a pretty good stakes on a bet with an asshole is yeah. to, to say, oh, I get this guy to delete his Twitter. Even even if I even if I post the my quote proof right and the guy goes, oh, that's not real proof. I'm not deleting my Twitter. You still win because it's like, okay, well, you backed out of the bet, but he wouldn't go for it. Yeah. He would not go for it. I was really disappointed. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I'm checking my Twitter right now, and it still exists. Um, I kind of figured I would be banned by now because yesterday someone was talking about uh, all the all the Republican senators who are like turning on Trump and showing their true colors, and I and just you, retweeted that with, with, a, a, with a with a gif of a noose. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh, that was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like. Normally, I dog whistle with the. Uh, have I talked about that on the show? The no. The, oh, the, the, the buying a swing. Yeah, you have yeah. not talked about that on the show. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I really think just need to hang, like just just straight up fucking like trial, whatever. That's great. Let's go out into the desert, into the Mojave somewhere, set up a, a, a scaffold with a gallows, and some people just need to stand there, give their last words. Uh, get the the black hood over their head, noose around their neck, and pull the fucking lever. It just needs to happen. Yeah, we we and really need lo- to bring back public executions, and especially of elected officials. Uh, yeah, tar and featherings too. But you can't go on Twitter and say like like so. For instance, let's just say Nancy Pelosi needs to fucking hang. You can't say that, or she no, needs you to can't. go to the gallows. But what I can say is Nancy Pelosi needs to buy a swing from a gal at Lowe's. And then you pull out certain parts. You, like you, see, you do your capitalization or you throw some parentheses in there and it still says swing from a gallows, but it's, you know, you plausible deniability. That's a great dog whistle. I think people should do more of that. Yeah. I wish, I wish we could get an internet where you could call someone a fag and, and they would just, you know, go away and it just fly. Yeah. Uh, can you do that on parlor yet? Probably not. I, I'm really convinced that uh, Parlor is a glow-in-the-dark thing. Like, like a honeypot? Yeah, because you have to give them your phone number to get a Parlor account, and they say it's to, like, oh, uh, this is so that we can uh, make sure you, there are no fake bot accounts. It's like, yeah, but it's so <laughs> it's so easy to create a fake phone number. It seems to me the only reason why you need a phone number is to have a database that's, like, user, phone number. People know, I mean, how long have you had your, your phone number? Buck. Oh, uh, 2007. Yeah. That's about the time I got my phone number too. Uh, no, maybe, maybe like 2009, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. But I've had that same phone number now for 10 years. I have probably not going to change it at any point. So if I put my phone number in your system and then in five years, whatever I'm parlaring about becomes now the new hate speech. And this is uh, all run by the CIA and your, your 
logs get dumped, it's like, let me see. Uh, let's pull up this phone number and search it in our CIA search thing. Ah, that's uh, Tab Burton. He's a host of podcast called, an alt-right podcast called Here's What I Don't Get, <laughs> where he screams into the ether. Uh, this guy's definitely <laughs> a case for the insight helicarrier to shoot him in the fucking back of the head from space. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, all right. My uh, my favorite my favorite radio show is ending this week. This is the last. Oh, what is it? Man Cow. He he is unfamiliar. He has been. He's a he's a radio guy from. Um, this is the real. This is the greatest irony of my life. Uh, several years ago, I pulled the radio out of my car because I was so upset uh, by Christmas music being played in September. <laughs> Uh, people probably remember that because I was pissed. I was fucking I pissed. I pulled the radio out of my car and I drove around with just a hole in my dash for about for about like three weeks. There was just a hole in my dash, and then finally I was, was it like, satisfying. I was like, I should probably. The thing was that it was really convenient because I would just put tools in there, like stuff in my pockets, <laughs> in the hole, that, yeah. and then I could pull them back out. So. I finally got around to putting a new radio in the car. This is when I had the Accord. I put I put a just a cheap. I mean, it's like a twenty dollar Boss head unit that was your amp and everything, and it had Bluetooth. And when I wired it in, I did not wire in the FM radio. And then I and then I sold the car to a kid. And a a few days passed, and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, um, do you know why the radio. radio doesn't work?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I did you a favor because kid. FM radio sucks." So then I had to go back over there and rewire the radio. Just plug so, in the yeah, I just plugged in the couple of things that I hadn't plugged in. He's not a very smart kid. Uh, so Kids then don't know how to do anything. I bought I bought the Mustang on a Friday, and I think on Saturday I replaced the radio and did not hook up the FM radio. But in one in the greatest irony, I started shortly after I I gave up on terrestrial radio. I started listening to the Man Cow Show. Which is just an edited down version of a morning radio DJ show. He's a Chicago, Chicago, or? yeah, and uh, he's oh, been okay. doing it forever. And so, a few years ago, he was on this FM station that was bought by a Christian organization that buys uh, radio stations and then turns them into Christian rock stations, which is just the worst music. Uh, Most of the time, yeah. And uh, he lost his gig then, so they brought him in on WLS AM. And he's been doing it for the last, I think, two years or two, two and a half years. Well, uh, he does not say the things that the radio people want you to say. He he talks about. So that's not a podcast. It's just uh, he's got a show, radio show. Yeah. Wow. You can listen. I mean, you listen to it right now. It's live right now for another half hour. Uh, so anyway, his show is ending on Wednesday of this week, and I'm super bummed. He's well. You've got all this good. podcasting experience. He's just you been pushed just- out. I know they wouldn't let me on WLS because I would I would talk like man cow and I would not say the politically correct things like man cow. Um, I bet he pops back up somewhere. Well, he's saying he might run for governor. Oh, shit. Of Illinois. Um, Do it. He probably will, because this is this isn't the first time this has happened. He's been pushed out of radio station. He comes back somewhere else. But with the way PC culture is, it's just there. We're running into fewer and fewer safe harbors for people who don't want to do the bullshit and instead want to talk about like real things. Why don't you just start your own radio station? That was the funny thing. He, uh, he actually looked into that. You know how fucking expensive it is to run a radio station and not just the licensing alone is going to be just, no, it's not the licensing. It's the antennas, the electricity to run those high power antennas to get 
to get something outside of like six blocks. Fucking <laughs> insane! Millions yeah. of dollars a year just for to turn the keep the the essentially what is a giant light bulb on. Yeah, um, I've told the story before back when me and Joel were doing the show about trying to get a job at a radio station. The only cool thing about that was seeing those giant uh, power valves. They were like the size of a football. Yeah. And then the guy took one look at me and was like, no, you can't have a job here. Get out. Yeah, I thought about uh, I thought about approaching the uh, local AM radio station here and and saying, "Hey, we could turn here's what I'll get into a local radio show." And then I thought, "No, I kind of hate everyone on that on eleven seventy. Well, I'd thought about that too, but um, and that was back when like you and I were doing the show, and you were going to be living in North Carolina, and I was like, "Well, what in the world would like what station would have us? Yeah, that this like like, like that guy like that that don't." Uh, well, how am I trying to say this? There's, you might get it in there for a while, but there's no permanent future there. Like that's gonna go away. Yeah. Well, the other thing so, is, or you can piss uh, someone off. You can't curse on yeah. radio like at all. Uh, oh. you can't blaspheme. So you can't. Yeah, you just can't shit talk people. Yeah. Uh, you're you're bound by advertisers. That's the great thing about here's what I don't get is that, um, you know, we're at no point are we ever worried that like. The advertiser of the week is going to call and go like, "Oh yeah, we uh, we didn't really like what you were talking about this week's episode." We're pulling our sponsor because our our money our income comes from people who listen to the show and enjoy it. Yes, so. yeah, they're going to be trying to steer you. They can come to you and tell you they don't like it. Yeah, uh, but they have to pay you fifty dollars to say it. Yeah, this is a Casper mattress. Uh, we didn't like that you brought in the issue about how internet mattress companies are a huge scam on the episode we sponsored. <laughs> Yeah. Or about, or about I mean, remind me to talk about that later. Here's Dollar Shave Club. Um, we don't like how none of you guys shave your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, uh, in that case, blow me. It's real smooth yeah. down there. You should like it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get into you some can't issues. Put that one on the radio. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's do it. Who's going first? I'm going first. I intro. You, you intro. Uh, here's what I don't yeah. get. The pity card. I the pity card. Uh, so. I hate the pity card just in general, but the worst place right. the pity card is on the internet. So like you get the pity card shit when you're out in public and you know, you get the guy that comes up and he's like, Hey man, uh, could you just spare like a couple dollars? Like I came to town and yeah. I, I drove here, uh, and I was, I was supposed to like meet up with a friend, but he wasn't home and like, he had the money for me to get back. So now I can't get back. And like, I'm a vet. And there's just like, it's never one thing with these people, right? It's always, it's always a laundry list of stuff. And it's just like, uh, here, let me just save you some time. No. Um, I had a guy approach me one evening. It was like two in the morning in Statesville. And this guy walks up and he's like, hey, can you give me some money? Uh, He approached my car. I was like, hey, can you give me some money? I need to get some Pampers for my little girl. I was like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. at 2 a.m.? Yeah. (laughs) Like, for one, why do you not already have Pampers? Uh, and two, what store are you going to to buy Pampers at 2 a.m., jackass? Walmart. Well, some crack comes uh, in. And, well, this place, I get it. He gives me my crack in there. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. The the thing to me, um, and, and like, I'm pretty good at sussing out a uh, a pity, you know, a, a fake pity, pity store. Stand. There was a, I was at Quick Trip one night. It was kind of late. I was on my way back home. I was in Tulsa, but I was on my way not when I didn't live in Tulsa. And this woman comes up to me. She's like, can you spare some money for gas? And gave me this whole story. 
And I was like, no, sorry, I don't have any cash on me, which is a lie because I almost always have cash on me, but people seem to believe you in the, yeah. our, our new cashless society. Uh, yeah. So so I see her go off to like talk to a bunch of other people, and I go out, and I'm putting gas in my car, and um, she's sitting in her car at a gas pump mm-hmm. just playing on her phone pretty clearly like dejected because everyone shot her down. Mm-hmm. So just wait I, for the next wave to come in. Uh-huh. So I just went back inside and I put ten dollars in gas on her on her car and went walked by and knocked on her window and said, "There's ten bucks on your pump." And then that's nice. Got in my car and drove she away. No. Uh, but so my favorite, my favorite one is there are these guys that hang out at the. Uh, if you're going from Oklahoma City to Tulsa on the Turnpike, there's an exit. With uh, like a McDonald's, McDonald's and a pilot and a bunch of other shit, like right right before you get on the inter- on the on the turnpike, and on that off ramp, there was always this couple that had a dog and a baby stroller, like, and the woman would like tend to the baby stroller and shit, like there was a baby in there, yeah. <laughs> and then one day I was driving, and it was one of those super windy days we get every now and then, and the baby stroller went fucking blasting across the <laughs> the feeder road, <laughs> my baby, and it was. It was clearly empty, and the woman just kind of like wanders over there and stands it back up and drags it back over, and it's like, ah, there's no baby in that fucking stroller, you lying uh-huh. bitch. But it's all to it's all to like draw your emotions out. Like yeah. I can't leave a baby on the side of the road, and they've got their little. So that's the pity card in real life, right? Where where yeah, at least you know, at least these people they they went through the trouble of getting a stroller and like pretending like there's a baby in it, and they have a dog and standing out the elements, yeah. But then you get the pity card on the internet, and like, number one, I don't believe you, and number two, I don't give a fuck. Like I was, I've already started being mean to you, right? That I started this interaction by being mean to you. You pulling pulling out your pity card is you expect me. What they expect you to do is be like, "Oh, you have cancer. I'm so man, that sucks. I'm sorry. I didn't understand." No, you're totally not an idiot after all. Fuck you. I don't, you are, you are, that's the, the argument people get into about the mass and stuff is like, you care about other people. It's like, uh, I don't even like you. Why the fuck am I going to do anything to help you? So I got into an argument with one guy and he drops, he drops in there that, uh, he has MS. And I said, one of the meanest things I've ever said to another human being and I was like, look, man, I don't care if you want to wear a mask, but what you can't do is you can't control others. Just like very soon, you won't be able to control your arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy came back and was like, that was completely unnecessary. Why'd you no, bring it up then, man? Necessary. You, you handed me that table. bullet. Fair game. I didn't I didn't have that bullet when we started talking but you gave it to me what am I supposed to do just take that and be like oh you've got I'm so sorry about your MS no I am shooting you down so then I started hitting with MS stuff because then he said something and I was like I was like, it's pretty clear your brain don't work too good because it's slowly rotting from the inside out. I mean, I was just fucking brutal on this guy. And I know when he dropped that MS, he expected me to be like, I'm sorry, it's a tough month. I don't give a fuck if you have MS. I don't fucking, I didn't fucking like you to begin with. And my opinion of you certainly hasn't changed because you got some fucking disease. Not my problem. If your life is so fucking hard, shut the fuck up and it'll make it a, a lot, lot easier. 
He brought a knife to a gunfight. You put it in your gun and shot him with it. Uh, it it pisses me off this shit because women do it too. They're just like, I'm a mom of two. My husband is a oh he's serving in Iraq, and it's like, and I think like okay. Nobody gives a fuck about your kids or your husband. It doesn't make your stupid opinion any more relevant than anyone around you. So why don't you do everyone a favor and cut off the fucking preamble and just put your dipshit opinion in there so we can start making fun of you. It's supposed to make you above any kind of reproach. Oh, I, uh... My, my, I have seven kids. Uh, I was on drugs for three years, but now I'm clean. It's just like, I don't need your fucking life story. You're an idiot. It's pretty clear so, you make bad decisions because you have seven kids. I used to be addicted to crack. No, I'm not. Have you seen uh, so, uh, Space? Yeah. When chicks bring up being a mom or bring up this, that, or the other about the hardships of being a woman, there's only one response, and it's as old as the internet. Tits or GTFO. Yeah, no, that's true. Women women do it all the time. They try and they'll put the shit in there about being a woman. And it it I mean, it still works on the internet. I I um I saw this Twitter thread where this guy, he was like, I ran a um I ran a Twitter account that just got recently banned where I pretended to be a girl, and he showed a bunch of posts from that account and the way people replied to it, and he would like get into conversation with somebody under his account as a man. And then he would do it in the account as a woman, same kinds of opinions, but people would be way nicer to him as the, in the, in the woman account, because, uh, the pity card works on weak men. Yeah. That's really the problem um, is that we have, we're, we're living in a society now full of weak willed men who thinking well, with their boners, thinking with their boners. Yeah. Or there was one woman who I called a, like a horrifying cunt or something. I don't know. Some some modifier plus cunt that was really stinging in the moment because what she said was asinine. And she led into this soliloquy about how wrong I am and how horrible it is. And then she goes, I hope you know, I hope your daughter never learns that you use that word. I was like, eventually my daughter's going to hear the podcast I've done for all these years. And she's gonna all the horrible things that I've ever said. Like she's, she knows that it exists. She knows that I've been on a podcast and that I wear the hat and the shades and, I'm, and that anytime she chose Stumbles across it on YouTube. I'm like, no, don't watch that. Why? Don't watch that. Why, Daddy? Obey me now, little girl. Do not watch that. Because, yeah, because I call people horrifying cunts or idiot, bitch, whatever. If I had a daughter and she started calling people horrifying cunts, I'd be fucking proud of her. I'm going to be, a if, I, if I'm ever a parent, right, and I get called in for a parent-teacher conference, it's going to be like, uh, Mr. Burt, uh, your son or your daughter, uh, told a kid on the playground that he was a pussy little bitch and then pushed him down. <laughs> and I would just turn to my kid and be like, did he deserve it? Yes. Yeah. Fuck you, teacher. And the teachers be like, <gasps> can't believe you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing, teacher. Um, <laughs> I grew up in school and I know you guys are fucking horrifying cunts. Every fucking one of you is just the laziest, worst person. So if my kid decided to take matters into his own hands because you're fucking too stupid and lazy to do your job, well, uh, you should be giving him a fucking medal. I remember what it was. Insufferable. I oh, call it an insufferable. That's, that's, there's a twist on that one. You insufferable cunt. Oh, it was the best. 
She was like, ah, 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 I've got the vapors. I can't believe you said that to me. I was like, yep, bitch. And and when they give you that reaction on, because then they'll try and do the pity card like the guy with the MS thing and be in and acting completely shocked that I would, I would use his disease against him. It's just like, so you 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 tried the pity card with the I have a I have a terminal disease, right? And so that didn't work. So now you're gonna double down on it. Just yeah. just call me an asshole, like you're a real asshole. You don't have to put in there the comma. I can't believe you'd see someone's medical blah 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 against them. Nobody cares believe about it, everything after the comma. Uh, clearly, yeah. I don't. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. I, <laughs> I think what they think, what people think. In in person, right? If I was talking to someone and I sit and I use their MS against them, uh, I might feel moderately more bad to talk to another human being in person they're, that way. They're probably lying anyway. They they probably were. That's the other yeah. thing is why I don't feel bad is because fifty percent of of what you see on the internet is all lies and the other half is made up. Uh, yeah. So I might I might feel moderately bad, but on the internet, like I don't care. Yeah. At all. Gas stations, I don't know. I hate when they tap the only, on your window. The only reason it's why like, don't tap my window. The only reason why I'm not unconscionably rude to people in real life is because I don't know how many of them carry guns. And Shit, I don't know. Sometimes people are bigger than you are. They'd pawn if they had a gun. Not homeless people, but just like just people in the store. Like because people are crazy, yeah. right? You say you say the wrong thing, people get shot over random shit. Now I also carry a gun. But I, I'm not pulling it yeah. out for no fucking reason. Like the people that have pulled guns on me in traffic. Those people should not have guns. What you do is you take it from them with yours. Nah, if someone pulls a gun on me, I'm just killing them. Shoot out their tire. Yeah, but then you take their gun. I'm not talking about the disposition of the person. I'm talking about the disposition of the weapon. Yeah. Now you have two guns. You see my logic here? Yeah, just go pawn the other one. Or just have two guns. Then when the next person pulls a gun, you've got two to pull. Now you've got three. Now you need to grow new arms. It becomes an arms race. I'm so tired. Who, who's a fucking octopus <laughs> to hold eight guns at once? Uh, I'm just so tired of people pretending like uh, anybody cares about them. Especially. Or anyone needs to. Anyone needs to. Yeah, that's really. It's it's a, it's a like a form of high and mightyism where it's every like adjective that people put in about themselves before they give you their stupid opinion uh like i love yeah. I, I, buck and buckle love this one i love this one right where someone's in like a religious debate and they're like well you know i grew up in the christian church and and then they proceed to like talk about why christianity is actually evil but if, if well, you, i mean <laughs> it might in that case it might be like well i know what i'm talking about versus I've never been to church in my life, but still like good for you. So did I, you're wrong. Eat shit. Yeah. But also, I mean, again, I just don't believe them. It's, uh, it's like people, people will try and what they're trying to do is they it's an appeal to authority fallacy. They're trying to give themselves like a made up authority. And when then that, when they don't have an you mean authority, like the office of the president elect. Yes. When they don't have that authority, <laughs> when they can't go like, you know, uh, I took a bunch of psychology electives in college, so uh, I know that you're a soci clearly a sociopath based on the way you've talked to me in this thread. Like, no, I'm not a sociopath. I just don't like you. There's no, 
There's no, uh, you're not, you are not a human being to me. You're a little circle avatar and a bunch of stupid words that I disagree with. Um, if you yeah. were a person in real life and I could look you in the face and see all your body language and, and do all the communication that we have as human beings, um, I'd be moderately nicer to you because it'd be actually easier to get what you're actually saying. But since you're just on Twitter or Facebook or Reddit, you mean nothing to me. You, you see, you are less than like, I have more respect for my cat than I do for you, your stupid little avatar profile. I would hope so. You see, now that's where you and I are slightly different. You might be nicer in person. I'm actually meaner in person because now you can read their body language and see what shots are landing a lot easier. Yeah. But it's, so as long as, as long as they're not like, uh, physically assaulting you, which I'm bigger than most people anyway, as far as bulk wise, but like you can really. And in person, you don't even have to say words sometimes to to really put somebody down. You can just look at them a certain way. Well, that's what and just yeah. really yeah. the just the the economies of scale, I think, has done me a lot of favors because I see people get harassed about masks and they're always they're always like five foot eight and they only weigh like 125 pounds, you know, but then me walking around without a mask, people people don't talk to me in stores. They, I get yeah. dirty looks. Unless you're at a theme park in Oklahoma City. Yeah, well, that's when uh, a guy with a little fancy badge, which makes him think that he's important. Oh, you're talking about like civilians? I'm like talking about civilians, balls. yeah. Because yeah. I'll get I'll get dirty looks, and I've seen videos where people accost people, like in Walmart or whatever, and it's always, it's always, it's always a gaggle of people, right? It's always one versus three yeah. or four um, because there's strength in numbers. Yes. But... They they don't want to talk to you because it's like oh this guy's uh, this guy's a lot bigger than me and also I kind of just scowl all the time when I'm out in public so it's just like this guy's got an angry face. What do they do when good. they uh, d- when they come at the person without a mask? They usually pull out their phone and then they just shout things at them from about seven feet away okay. while while two other people go like yeah and then it's the it's the problem that I had I I hate I hate having an argument with three people right. Because when you're arguing with three people and three people agree and you disagree, none, none of those people have to actually refute your argument. They just have to get the other two people to back them up. Mm-hmm. So anytime you get you stump one of them, the other one comes in and they're all acting as one body. Yeah, whereas, I'm louder than you. So whereas you you are just one and you're wrong. That's what. So I'm willing to. The other reason why I'm nicer to people in person is because I'm willing to have a conversation where I suss information out of a person to make an analysis of their opinion versus on the internet, uh, you are trying to just shove your opinion in my face. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah. It's a race to the bottom. So I'm just going to be, I'm going to be as mean to you as possible because when you come back at me with something about how mean I am, I am laughing my ass off. That's what I'm doing on Twitter every day. I get, I pick a fight with someone. I ruthlessly make fun of them. And then I'm just sitting on my couch laughing my ass off. And, and those people are like, You mad? Are you mad? You're mad, bro. You're so mad. Like, I'm I'm really not. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. The fact that you said that is like a, a, a ding in the distance. I just hit you. Yeah. Good job. Uh, uh stop it. So satisfying. And and there are lots of people that I talk to on the internet. Do not play the pity card. In in person, people don't play the pity card. Uh, it's like a very specific thing that gets you the pity card. Number one is being a woman. Women, 
Yeah. Women always have to have some reason why they are qualified to say a thing. Well, uh, you can say that to me if you knew how bad I felt because I'm having PMS right now. I dated a black guy once, so uh, let me tell you that uh, police brutality is a real big problem. Like, okay, okay. There, there's always there's always a reason why they're qualified to talk on this. My uh, my mother's and my mother-in-law, her, she's a nurse, and uh, she told me. That the hospitals are completely overrun. Here's a tweet of a guy who says the hospitals are completely overrun. Okay, well, I can go to a Worldometer right now or whatever site and see that Arizona hospital census is at 69%, which is pretty good. I mean, 69%. I can make up shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy last night who who was running his mouth, and he, he retweeted some dude, some doctor, blah, blah, Cleavon M.D., uh, it's like, yeah, that guy's a real doctor. I just got to work in the ER today, and they said the, host- the Arizona hospitals are completely full. And I just went, literally went to Google and typed in Arizona hospital capacity. And first result, uh, we're at 45%. Um, there's, we're at like seven out of 1,661 beds. 712 of them are full of non-Chinese election year virus patients. Of Weird. the remaining beds... This is this is where they confuse the stats, right? Of the remaining beds, forty six percent are held by are filled by uh, Chinese election year virus shit. patients. So, meaning that there's headroom for Chinese election year, but, but it's like, okay, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what's the actual bed count? Seven twelve, uh, seven hundred twelve non Chinese election year virus, three hundred sixty five or something like that Chinese election year virus. So, add those two together and divide by one thousand six hundred sixty one, get you point six nine something something. Which is sixty nine percent hospital capacity, which is way low because hospitals operate at eighty to ninety percent capacity. On that's the way they make money. Yeah, that and insurance fraud. <laughs> yeah, that that too. But but they make they they make they're able to do more insurance fraud by having more people in the hospital. Oh, I mean, obviously, yeah, you scale up. It, yeah. Imagine, imagine a movie theater where it's like, yeah, uh, we got to leave some seats open in case people show up to the movie late. No. They want to fucking Half fill the theater's up empty, bitch. every fucking seat of every showing. Hospitals are the exact same way. More people means more dollars, means more time spent giving your, your presidents and CEOs big fucking payouts and spending a billion dollars to remodel your lobby for no good goddamn reason. Uh, I, I went back and listened to that episode the other day. What what episode? Diversified flow about diversified uh, construction. Oh yeah, where you were you were griping about that? Yeah, a long and time then ago. People burst into flames. Yeah, it's it been a couple of years. Well, uh, that's my yeah, that's my issue. The pity card. Just like fucking stop it. If you don't, if you can't back up your your ideas with either with a sound argument that's built built on logic and some amount of data, um, and not your fucking feelings. Then just don't don't enter the fray. Nobody gives a fuck about you. If your feelings are so delicate that if someone says a mean thing to you about the thing you just told them about, don't enter the fray. Yeah. Just admit that you are a homeless bum who doesn't want to pr- do anything for society, but wants free money to go spend on booze. You know, if a homeless guy came up to me and was like, "Hey man, uh, can I get five bucks to go buy a pint of vodka?" I'd be like. You know what? Yes. <laughs> Here's ten. Here's ten. Bring me one. Um. Because just the the balls are say it. Thanks. Thanks for the honesty, man. 
I saw one of those yesterday, but it was uh, something about weed. They wanted to get high, and it said that on the thing. And he was smiling like a motherfucker. Yeah. I've seen those, too. Uh, you know, the, the people that are like, yeah, can I just uh, can I just get some money for some food? And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll buy you some food. Like, oh, no, no, no just like, give me the money. I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, oh, okay, no. No, you yeah, cannot. that happened to my dad once. Some guy approached him in the uh, in the drive through, or he had just got out of the drive through, like Burger King or something. Which why he went to Burger King is beyond me. But he had pulled over to check his order, and some guy approached him in his car and was like, "Hey, can you give me a couple bucks so I can go inside and get some food?" He's like, "No, but if you tell me what you want, I'll go through the drive through and buy you whatever meal you want." The guy's like, "No, no." He goes, "Well, then get out, like just get under the tires." Right now, just your 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 new job is a speed bump. Doop, doop. You're done, man. That's what we should do to politicians. Just like fucking line. Let's just line Route 66 with politicians tied down, and you just start driving everybody. Well, um, create a Patreon tier. Um, I guess make it like uh, what are your what are your current tiers? You got like what ten? One, like two, five, five ten. ten, and fifty. So do one around the $25 range where people can invest in my uh, trebuchet company. <laughs> I swear to God, I want to make it. Oh, it just specifically for Roy Cooper, because he somehow in the midst of all this got reelected, even though every other fucking race in North Carolina went red, you fucking cheating son of a bitch. So I'm just, I want a trebuchet or a, a whatever a big catapult, just like the one in that Wiley, the roadrunner cartoon. Yeah. But it just malfunction and just slap that motherfucker right in the dirt. I want to make Bam. one of those. Or, or skip him across the red North Carolina clay like a rock across the water. You do like a, a cannon launching, like a launch him out of a cannon. Yeah, that's like we aim it somewhere special. Yeah, or like into a brick wall. Yeah, or yeah, um, or into uh, into like one of the columns of an overpass. Just no, you make a tube. You make a tube, right? Like a like a four foot wide tube. And you fill you fill the inside of the tube with like glass and razor wire and uh, nails, rusty nails, puke, anything that's sharp. Shit. And and you line up the cannon with the tube. And the the tube is sharp. The tube is like a hundred feet long. And you fire him out of the cannon through the tube, and he just comes out just like fucking grated cheese <laughs> on the inside. Just like, a or yeah, uh, you take a uh, what do you call it, like a steamroller with that big drum on the front, the weighted drum. Fill that with your broken glass and uh, sharp <laughs> things and pointy shit. Apparently, that Todd has, and put him and inside. Then you just put him, put him in that, and then drive it like to the moon. Just just for days. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, uh, Buck, then, what's your uh, what's your issue this week? First one. All right. Here's what I don't get. Playdates. Have those? Have we done those on the show yet? I don't think so. Playdates. Okay, good. I, you I say playmates. Don't keep up with it. Or play no, dates. Play dates. Okay. Play dates. So A play date for you. Well, Todd, you don't have kids, right? I do not. That I know of. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> A play date is when your young child wants to play with another young child, but helicopter moms uh, 
don't want to like just send them to the park to play together. You have to like schedule it and it has to be this official thing. Ugh. And it has to be like, it has to be like a week in advance. That's not the part that bothers me. It's fine. Let them, let them schedule their play date, but don't schedule it at my house where I am. Yeah. Because I am someone who had a lot more tolerance for chaos and loud noise about 10 years ago. And in the, over the course of my thirties, that has evaporated. I mean, like completely evaporated. I lost mine in so my twenties. Yeah. And uh, it, that's like, you know, I've, I used to tell you tab one day you're going to want kids, but you might not because little girls are one thing. They can be noisy, but they tend to be pretty chill. But little boys <sighs> are absolute, like just 24 hour a day sirens on full, just peeling out, leaving little streaks everywhere they run, just all the time, especially mine. And it gets it honest. Uh, and then you bring over another kid who is also like that. And then you turn them loose in the house and they just, and then there's like that three legged dog that we've got that sounds, it just flops across the floor because we got the, the not hardwood, but um, laminate floors now upstairs. Yeah. And the three-legged dog tries to run across the thing and flops over. It just sounds like a sack of assholes running across the house. <laughs> I'm serious. So it's like, was, is it was, like, boom, boom. Just well, no, it's the, but seriously, it's um. If I could, I've got a little desk here in front of me. Let's see if I can make the noise. It sounds like. God damn. Is he scratching a flea or is he just watching or walking? Just trying to, she's trying to run across the house and she's missing her right back leg. I think I talked about it in a thing that got cut out uh, that I sent the tab a while back, but, um, so she's trying to run across the house and for one, she's kind of got a weird gait because she's only got the three legs anyway. So that back one really has to work overtime. (laughs) And so she stomps every time she tries to run. And when you're downstairs, like in my studio, uh, everything that happens upstairs sounds like elephants. Uh, so I, th- I heard the dog weighed what, like 30 pounds maybe when we first got her mm-hmm. and I'm downstairs one Sunday and my in-laws are over and the kids are upstairs and my wife's upstairs and the dog's upstairs. And I hear what sounds like seven children running back and forth across the house. And I scream up the stairwell, like what is going on up there? And everyone gets their feelings hurt and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> and it turns out, that it was just the dog. And I was like, how the hell that dog sounds like an octopus wearing cowboy boots, getting kicked down the stairs. What the fuck just happened here? It's like, it has more than three legs, huh? It's uh, you think so by the sound of it. I swear to God, it sounds like a dog got put in the dryer and is just <laughs> kicking the whole way. So you take that, you take two uh, little boys who are under the age of eight uh, and I swear they just wake up and just inject themselves full of uh, like EpiPens, like in that movie Crank, where you just got to keep going. Just brrr, and they're tearing around the house. Then my daughter gets in on it because she feels left out. And now because she's always an asshole to him whenever she has a friend over and he wants to hang out with them. And so now he's trying to be an asshole to her and like kick her out of what's going on. And now there's fights and now I'm having to go outside and help my wife set up this weird tent in the backyard. So at least I can be in the backyard, but then someone's got to watch them. And now they want to build a fire to have s'mores. And the whole thing turns into a gigantic clusterfuck where I'm caked in smoke and melted s'mores, melted marshmallow. I've got a stress headache for days. And, uh, Oh, it's, it was yesterday. 
So there well, you go. it's it's not that you probably uh, have grown to hate sound. You've probably grown to enjoy and appreciate silence. Yeah. You know? No, it's, well, it's, it's definitely both. that I've grown to hate sound. The um, the thing about the play date to me that doesn't make sense is when I was a kid, right? We didn't do play dates. When I wanted to go, it was just on a whim, right? Yeah, I, I just, I just ride my bike over to my friend's house and knock on the door and be like, "Hey, uh, can Todd come out and play?" Like, "Uh, yeah, Todd, your friends here, go play outside." And I'm sure every yeah, parent was just like, "Oh, fucking silence! I'm just gonna watch yeah. TV for the. It, I'm gonna watch a movie without someone asking me a question every three minutes for the first time today." Oh, fucking yeah. Jesus I don't know Christ. how well, many times I heard the uh, phrase, why don't you uh, why don't go, go pl- play outside? Chase trucks in the freeway or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah, my, like, and. Why don't you go explore that manhole over there? Or you go over to your, either either your friend would be at your house or you, or you would go over to your friend's house and your mom would just be like, hey, um, why don't you guys just go play outside? Like, well, because uh, we don't want, no, go Go play outside. That wasn't really a question. It was just a. It was a rhetorical question. It was a, it was a, a thinly disguised scream. Get out! Get th- out! Get out! Get out! Get out! The thing so, about being no, over that's weekdays for me with kids too that drives me fucking nuts. And this is a thing that didn't happen when I was a kid. Uh, was you? There would be a moment in time right where you'd be coming and going and coming and going. And then your parents would be like, uh, "You're either in or you're out." Yes. My sisters will be. At the house, and they will just fucking come and go out of the back door and the front door. Just, what would you? What would you? What would you? Just like, what are you doing? Why do you constantly need to go back to your room for fucking nothing? You come back out of here with nothing in your hands. You go outside for fucking thirty-five seconds, and you come back through the door. What the fuck is wrong with you? Cats do that too. What? They want to go in. They want to go out. Well, you just don't let cats yeah, out. Yeah. That's the solution. Yeah. Well, cats are just fuzzy little footballs. Just kick them right back out. It's fine. The play dates are really, I feel like it's definitely a white woman thing, right? Are, are like boys doing this or is it just a girl's type deal? No, it's the moms yeah, it's that both. do it. Um, because yesterday, the kids don't my want son it. wanted to have his friend over. And then when my daughter found out that my son was having a friend over, she starts trying to invite her friends over. Yeah. And now it's transmogrifying from a play date to a birthday party without the birthday. Yep. And I'm like, no, 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 absolutely not. One kid at a time. I, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little iffy on that. I'm thinking maybe we should, like, if he comes over for a play date, we need to like, set this one on the side of the road for a couple hours. And then whenever the other <laughs> one leaves, we can have her come back in. And then my kids, both to my delight and my dismay, have discovered video games. Oh, and it's great in that there's something that I can bond with them over. And it's not great in that they both ask me Legend of Zelda questions nonstop. But that's an aside. If I have to answer one more question about how to get to Ganon and Breath of the Wild, I'm going to eat the wood paneling out of my studio. I'm just going to do it. Just, just here's what you do with Breath of the Wild, right? You take the little cartridge out of your Switch and you just fucking throw it in the ocean. I enjoyed the game. I, I realize that we differ on that. Worst um, game I've ever played in the history of video games. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And you're allowed to be wrong. So, um, but my kids will, one, they will fight each other over video games, right? My daughter, I had a I had a, uh, a Wii U, a Nintendo Wii U. And my daughter saved up some money and bought it off of me. I wasn't going to give it to her. I sold it to her for way less than I paid for it. 
but I made her save up and buy for it to teach her a lesson. That's I don't know why dads have to do that. We have to teach our kids lessons about the value of a dollar or something. Yeah. But also I just wanted some money. So uh, she bought the Wii U and I was like, all right, this is yours. Uh, obviously there are going to be rules about when you can play it, school work, whatnot, but you know, it's yours. And so then her brother discovered video games and he was like, well, I want to play this game on your system. And she's like, no, get out of my room. And he would appeal to me, dad, she's kicking me out of her room. And I was like, well, it's her room and she's the one that paid the money for that. So it's hers. Now I'm the bad guy for not enforcing this video game socialism. But when the play dates happen, it magnifies because then I've got a, uh, uh, like a little uh, microwave tray or like a, almost like a TV cart or a microwave cart set up downstairs in our, our spare room with a bunch of vis, uh, vintage systems on it. So my NES, SNES, GameCube, N64, and Atari. We've got all that set up down there. And uh, anytime someone comes over, the first thing my son wants to do is drag people down to that room to force them to play Zelda for him and beat dungeons that he can't beat, which is fine. I don't care. But then uh, everyone starts to fight over playing the one-player game. And there's windows in that room at ground level. And I keep thinking, I wonder how far a child will skid across the front yard when I pitch them out that window like a missile. Just What about getting like a, a, ham- a big hamster wheel and just like putting them in there and be like, okay, you're going to have to be in here 20 minutes. Get, get going. Get it going. And then, uh, so then you can earn your, your game, you know, rights. Yeah. I always we want- bought a treadmill, but Aunt Buck won't let me put them on it. I've always, I always wanted to have a thing, right? Where you like ride on a stationary bike or whatever, where you turn a dynamo to be able to turn on the TV. That's a good idea. So like your kids want to play Breath of the yeah. Wild or whatever. Well, you got to run the treadmill to keep the TV on. So that way there's an exhaustion factor in playing. Because that's the thing about playing video games. Even for me as a, as an adult, right? I'll be playing video games. I'll start a, I'll start a game at like ten at night, and I'll go like oh, I'll just play a couple hours until I get tired. Mm-hmm. But it and you never get tired. It short circuits the the part of your brain that does stuff by tricking your brain into thinking it's doing stuff, and then it's fucking three in the morning. I'm like oh shit, I gotta get up, fucking do the podcast at seven in the morning tomorrow. Shit. Um. Whereas if I was on, if I had to like keep a stationary bike going or something to keep the TV on your body would actually be doing something and therefore would get tired. And, and I'd be like, Oh, I'm, I've been pedaling this bike for two hours to keep the TV running. Uh, so I'm not gonna be able to walk tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, some, and you just have fucking calves of steel, man. Just like, I'm just going to sit down and watch seven hours of unsolved mysteries. And just like, do you just, how do you get such great legs? I watch a lot of television. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tab, you lost 140 pounds last year. What happened? Well, started, yeah. started watching TV. I, uh, the playdate thing is so, it's such a white woman thing to do because you have to, women, women love calendars, calendars and planning things and like having plans for stupid things, right? Like women can't just go to the grocery store. This sounds very sexist and it is. Uh, women can't just go to the grocery store, right? And be like, ah, oh, what do I, what do I need? The same fifteen things I need every time I go to the grocery store. No, they're there no, with purpose. No, they have, purpose. they have to, they have to be like, what recipes are we making? It, it, it starts, it starts way early in the thing. Like, let's look at what recipes we're making this week. What do we need for this? What do we have in the fridge? And they make their big fucking list. 
And then inevitably, they get home they and they're like, oh, it. I forgot to get thing. It's like, you had a big fucking list and you didn't put the one thing on it? Like, oh, well, I thought I would just remember that one thing. Obviously, you wouldn't because you had to make a list of everything else. No, what I love is when they forget the list. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty good. You get, you get, because grocery shopping is every two weeks at our house, and it's a big to-do because we have to drag <laughs> the kids along, and it's a nightmare, and they fight. And so it's like, we make a list, and I'm fine with the list, because we, like, so are we out of this yet? No, we're not. We won't spend money on that this time. Uh, do we have enough money for this? Yeah, let's do this. It's fine. Then we get there, and I'm like, I turned to Aunt Buck. We were getting out of the car. I'm like, all right, where's the list? She's like, oh, crap, I left it on the counter. What? So now, instead of looking at a list, so well, see, now what's going to happen is now, instead of having something to focus on, I'm going to be mischievous, and I'm going to start picking on people. Now, this is on you. When I get kicked out of Walmart for making fun of people who are wearing a mask because they're idiots, it's on you. I, I, yeah, that's true. That is, that's easy to do though at Walmart. You know, I mean, it's, I'm really, I'm really well, close to start to starting to just be like a real asshole to everyone wearing a mask and, and just be the opposite, be, be the, be the thing they want the anti-masker to be, which is the, just the biggest ass on the planet. But just walk around and start coughing on people. Yeah. Women, women love the, the list and the, the planning and the play dates. Like the closest thing I think we, I ever had to a play date as a kid would be like, Oh, um, on Saturday, you can have a friend spend the night. And I'd be like, hey, friend, you want to come spend the night on Saturday on like Thursday? And they'd go, yeah. Or uh, having cousins over. But usually they'd be like for a thing that was going on. Like, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to have a barbecue on Saturday and the, your cousins will all be here. And everybody would play and have, have fun. But it, it's just... I don't, I wonder why, why did that change? Why did we suddenly need to like create scheduling around a thing? Because women control schedules. Um, and so you can't just do things on the fly. And why does it have to be like, I would get it. I would get it right. If it's like, Hey, uh, why don't you bring little Timmy and we'll meet up at wayside park and we'll, the kids can play on the playground and we can gossip, but it's never that it's always like, all right, at 10 a.m., we're going to go pick up Timmy and bring him to our house for some reason so that him and our kid can just scream and run around. Yeah, and then demand to play my video games on my TV, uh, ruining my save files, and if I yell at them, I'm the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they fucked up your save files? That would suck. That's why they're not allowed to touch my yeah. uh, my system. The the Xbox One, where my uh, Doom Eternal save files are, and my Switch are off limits to them. What's this do? Um, yeah, uh, I I I, uh, I played on your Breath of the Wild save, and I ate all of your food, and um, I shot all of your bomb arrows. Yeah, Ian does that. By the way, he goes. He'll sneak into his sister's room back before their uh, Wii U broke. And we'd get on her Breath of the Wild save file and shoot up all of her ancient arrows and bomb arrows. And she would get home and be like, I think I'm going to go fight a Lionel. At seven years old, was fighting Lionels. It was great. Uh, I can't wait to boot up Breath of the Wild and just walk for fucking 45 minutes without seeing a fucking thing. Man, that's the best part of that game is how you can just go. You can go for an hour and not encounter a fucking thing. Uh, You're playing the game weird. I've can't get away from shit that wants to follow me around. But anyway, she'd go to like fight a line and be like, Hey, uh, what happened to all my bomb arrows? I hear this exchange happening off into the room. 
Where's all my bomb arrows at? Ian! What? Did you shoot all my bomb arrows? Yeah, I was trying to blah, 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 blah. Dad, Ian shot all my bomb arrows. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I get that parents have to have to quell disputes between kids about real life things like uh, so-and-so ate all of the crackers or so-and-so did this or they left this in my room. But now I'm having to settle disputes about virtual things like someone shot all my bomb arrows. Is your daughter stupid? Because, like, she- just reload an old save. Well, you can't in that game. Yeah, you can. You can? Oh, I don't know. Um, I never I never bothered with it. Uh, and you can't have multiple save files. I know that much. Like, if you try and start a new game, that just wipes everything out. So. No, no, you can go into the menu and hit load, and it'll give you this long laundry list of save files. Oh, I didn't know that, and obviously then neither did she. So that's one, right? They can't play it right now anyway because the Wii U's broke. Thank God. Thank God. They fought over it all the time. And then you have another kid come over, and they fight over who gets to play with him and what game he gets to play. And then that poor kid gets treated like a piece of meat. Because they get to so, play through him? Well, it's it's he becomes part of their power struggle. Ah. Yeah, you know ha- having two kids has got to, like really suck i know watching my sisters they, they will play uh they'll be like my my one sister will be like well sister b gets to have a person over i don't get to have someone over that's not very fair and it's like oh you, you that are word right should be that word should be expunged from the human language fair fair oh yeah it's not fair nothing is fair shut up I work a job I hate every day, all day for the rest of my life so that you can argue about video games. That's not fair at all, you little prick. Shut the fuck up. (sighs) But if I say that, I'm the bad guy. So. And why? Why is he the bad guy? Women. No, if I say that, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, why are you the bad guy? Because of women. Because Because I lost my temper with the children again. Yeah. How do you guys feel about leashes on kids? I'm pro leashes. Me too. I used to think it was weird, but. Man, if you have you ever been like uh, walking or doing something in a store and some little kid is just wandering aimlessly, yeah. not looking, and you're like, oh shit, uh, I almost crashed into you, little dude. Sorry, yeah. uh, get the fuck out of my way. No, know, like, where's your parents? No, it's because kids are magicians and they just dematerialize at will and rematerialize somewhere else where they're in danger. I swear you saw, everyone saw that stupid movie bird box, where if you open your eyes outside, you see the monsters and you just instantly try to kill yourself. That's kids all the time. They just, as soon as you're outside of your house, they just find the the nearest thing that will kill them and just run towards it headlong with arms wide open. Just kill me now. Yeah. So that's why they have to have leashes for kids. When I was a kid, it was like uh, it was a strap around my wrist and my mom had a strap around her wrist. And it was probably like six or seven feet. I don't know. But uh, yeah. And it just it keeps your kid and it gives your kid like the illusion of freedom. But your kid's not going to annoy everyone around you. <laughs> Get to the end. Like fucking I'm in the store shopping and some kid just wanders up and asks me like a dumb question. Like, where, where are your parents? Get the fuck away from me. And then, and then they're like, like, how can you curse at my six-year-old? Like, why is your six-year-old fucking talking to me? I didn't fucking come talk to your six-year-old. Go the fuck away. And then they get real, they get real 
people get really upset when you start cursing around their kids. Like, welcome to America, motherfucker. You're lucky I'm just cussing at your kid and not fingering his asshole right now. You're lucky because that, that's the You're lucky that I didn't grab your kids by his fucking ankles and just full on sw- swing him over my head and catch his neck on the edge of my cart just fucking decapitating him. Yeah, it's I don't know. Having kids, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. I gripe about them a lot, but I love them. They are, there's this love that you have for them that you can't seem to explain. It defies all logic. I guess it's biological, but at the same time, everything they do makes you want to scream and just bash your head into a wall. Buck loves his kids. What a fact. How old are your kids? Five and eight. Oh yeah. You get a, got a ways to go. You got a full plate there. And then. Here's the one I love. Aunt Buck, wonderful woman, love her to death. But anytime she like gets around a baby or looks at pictures of our kids when they were babies, she uses this phrase and it just makes it it makes me want to turn inside out. She goes, Oh, my uterus is quivering. <laughs> Which means she's thinking about having another one. And I'm like, No. <laughs> no. I like getting a full night's sleep, which I'm going to talk about in my second issue. Well, uh, I like not changing diapers. Yeah, that's a good issue. Uh but yeah, let's do it. Let's go. That brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, uh, normally Tim would read this or Buck would read this, but uh, since... Anyway. Buck, do you like steak? Yeah. Yes. Well, I've got good news right for you. Grow Your Own Human Steaks Meal Kit is, what? quote, not technically cannibalism says the makers uh, there's a new DIY meal kit for growing steaks made from human cells. Why? And it was recently nominated for design of the year by London based design museum. Fuck those people name the Ouroboros steak after the circular symbol of a snake eating itself tail first. The hypothetical kit would come with everything. So this doesn't even exist yet. It's fucking stupid. Would come with everything. One needs to use their own cells to grow miniature human meat steaks. People think eating oneself is cannibalism, which technically it's not. Some one of the designers. I'm pretty sure that's like a weird um, bacteria. Thing. So wait, you're like you're, you're growing. You're yeah. growing. You put it in like a, a petri from dish. Your own and cells. You grow. You use like you water it like a plant or something. Or no, how does it? It's like cloning. You're cloning a piece of your own flesh. So is it alive? Uh, is there a heartbeat? Growing yourself is ensures that soul? you and your loved ones always know the origin of your food, how it's been raised. So what this is? This really feels like uh, some deep state shit. Where they go like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you can totally have a steak in our future where you get to eat bugs. You just have to grow it out of yourself in like a weird. um, Have they heard about cattle? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why not just. Yeah. I don't know. If you're going to lab grow steak, why not lab grow like fucking real meat? uh, I mean, anything like something you're supposed to eat, not yourself. So wait a minute. So if you're going to be, my brain is going in a couple of different ways with this. The first one is the obvious one is, are you going to grow a, uh, or like get some cells from somebody and then grow a part, uh, like a, a, a chunk of their flesh that's big enough to drill a hole in and then give it to them. Uh, next time you argue and tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> you know, I, there was, uh, there were several years ago, there was a thing where, um, and I thought this was really cool. you, you go and you took scrapings of bone cells, right? And then you put them in a Petri dish over like nine months and you grew them and it grew a disc of bone. 
And they took that disc of bone and they drilled a hole in it and smoothed it down and turned it into a ring. So you could have a wedding ring of human bone made from your partner, which I thought was kind of cool. Like it's far more unique than just like a gold band with a diamond in it or whatever. It's or you could just break her femur and cut a piece out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, this one's far less painful. I thought it was a cool idea, not necessarily something I would do, but you did say scrape bones. Yeah, how do they do that? Without they cut hurting? a hole in your arm and they scrape some bone mm. cells and then yeah. they put it in a petri dish. Is there bone. another purpose, or is it just well, solely just to get a ring nine months later? Well, you can use it to grow the the technology i mean they're using the same technology to do this where you take cells and grow them into into meat uh but you can do it so you take you can do it to like grow bone pieces to then it's like say say you have someone who breaks a a a bone and they have a piece chip out and disappear well you can go instead of instead of going and like putting a metal plate there you could grow a new piece of their own bone and put it back in them Or you can grow bone discs on top of each other like a stalactite or stalagmite and then give it to your wife and tell her that you're going to bone her. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this this really feels like um, like secret devil worship. I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not like a, a religious guy by any stretch of the imagination, as everyone knows. But this really it really feels like there's some really just dark shit going on where you harvest your own meat and then grow it and then eat that because the eat thing it. is like yeah. i eat steak probably once a week. Moloch, yeah. hey honey this this tastes just like your 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 uh cousin <laughs> like, what so what uh, what this is is it's like a normalizing of of non-meat meat um for the for the general consumer and also mm. normalizes the idea of like humans as as cattle almost food to further take away our humanity and to subjugate us into greater slavery than we are currently. Soylent facing. steak is people. Are we talking ribeyes or what are we talking? Are there marbling in there or what? The picture showed the picture that they show uh, had rib looked like ribeyes, but I'm fucking pretty sure that's just a picture of real steak. It's almost like stamp, like a McRib. Like it's it's a it's a mass of cells, like muscle cells that have just been formed into a patty. It takes three mm, months. I'll have that. Thank you. Um, they use human cells purchased from the American tissue culture collection and grew them with donated blood that expired and would have otherwise been destroyed. So they're using blood. This is, this is really fucked up. Uh, nothing about this seems right. It's against the laws of nature. And, um, it's, I I feel like every day we stray further from God's light. Yes. This is a way to put another veil between us and God's light. It's why don't they just grow headless bodies and then maybe that's the next step. You know, they don't have a soul. They don't have a mind. Again, again, what I don't understand is like, I would be willing to eat lab grown cow meat. Obviously this works, right? Why not just put cow meat in there? And then if it's, if it's already done it, if it's a system that takes less resources than raising a cow to maturity and then slaughtering it, it's like, Hey, this is environmentally friendly, but there's no way that it's environmentally friendly, right? Because it takes three months to grow a steak to grow a steak. Rabbits are far superior to. They Other than being filled rabbits, with fucking viruses and diseases and parasites, no, no, uh, ra- like raising rabbits produces more meat than cattle. Yeah, but there's no fat on a rabbit. Yeah, you can starve to death with a belly full of rabbit because you have to have the fat in your diet. You can uh, fat them up. So it takes three months to grow one steak. 
it's probably in like some kind of weird container that takes a lot of power. It takes blood. There's no way the resources match up, which is why it's like gasoline, right? Everyone wants to go, oh, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're going to get rid of fossil fuels. Look at the Tesla. Tesla's an all-electric car. It's, it's green energy. It's totally clean. It's like, yeah, but that Tesla only goes like 400 miles, and then it has to recharge for four hours versus my car can go 300 miles, then recharge, recharge it in, in 40 seconds, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, even way less than that, but like going inside and peeing and then drive another 300 miles immediately. Uh, there's no, there is no more energy rich thing than gasoline. No other thing on earth can you put, you could take a gallon of gasoline, one gallon of gasoline and drive 20 miles in 20 minutes on one gallon of gasoline in a shitty car, in a shitty car. In like yep. one of the new, one of the new, uh, more fuel efficient cars, you can go even further for 30, 40 miles in 30 or 40 minutes. Can't do that with, ele with electric uh, you're never going to supplant it, but then you have the problem with the electric cars of you've got the waste of creating the battery, of disposing of the battery. You've got whatever electricity plant is creating the power to charge the fucking thing. Like there's there's just no comparison. And so what this is, this feels like the electric car of meat that we don't need. If if yeah. they could get away from the fossil fuels and let some new technology come out, is they suppressed the water. Uh, you know, uh, hydrogen cars doing two electrodes in water with electrolytes in it. Um, electrolytes what plant craves. It, it actually produces hydroxy, hydrogen and oxygen gas, and it can. I mean, you can run an engine off of that if you can produce, you know, yeah enough. And that's just water. Well, of course, you have to put something into it, electric. Yeah. Just looking, my solution to fossil fuels is the uh, Pickens plan. If you've never looked that up, it's a... T. Boone Pickens. T. Boone Pickens. Natural gas or something in shelter? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a whole slate of things, but one of the major things was to take semi-trucks, which use a huge amount of gasoline, uh, diesel gasoline, take semi-trucks and you convert them all to natural gas, which is more more efficient it's a byproduct of of mining for oil everything so you switch those but over it, it, you're talking about compressed yeah so not on demand like propane not what do you mean see what i'm talking about is the, the hydrogen yeah on demand you're making it as you go you're not storing it in a big tank yeah and how see, many of those cars exist and work none they all exactly. got snuffed out that one dude, that, natural uh, gas cars actually exist. There are yeah, but you can go eighty miles a tank. That's it. Uh, no, they make about equivalent to gasoline because Honda. Yeah, cop cars around. Honda makes it made a Civic CNG vehicle. Have you ever seen work trucks and natural gas? They're all like just people that drive them hate them. Yeah, I got to fill up fucking so many times a week, and I hate that shit. Well, in any case, the, his plan was in short. Convert semis over to natural gas, uh, which frees up gasoline for cars, which lowers the price of gas. Um, in supplement coal with with wind and solar and whatnot. And basically, the idea is to minimize the usage without actually getting rid of it. And uh, no one went for it. But uh, that's that's not the news story. Here's our next news story. Standing up to pee is one of the... the this is from Ricada's Men, Men's Health. Uh, uh -oh. Standing up to pee is one of... 
the greatest gifts granted to men. It's quick and easy and let's be honest, fun. However, recent cultural trends have given rise to a sweeping epidemic, causing more and more men to sit while peeing. The last reported data on the issue was 2007, suggesting that a whopping 42% of married men sat down to pee, most likely to avoid seat drips and the wrath of their fuming wives. You know what we call those guys? Pussies. Cucks. Or yeah. poopers, because they might be pooping too. No, this is just peeing. Um we you just go to the bathroom and be like, oh, I got to sit down. I got to pee. I'm going to drop my feet, all, or drop my pants all the way to the ground, turn around, put my butt on this cold seat. While evidence suggests it's certainly normal to sit down and pee, it's not. Is it healthy? Yes, and much more so than standing, apparently. According to research from the Leiden University Medical Center in the Netherlands, sitting down to a pee allows for a more favorable urodynamic profile. Translation, the flow is stronger, which helps ward off prostate problems. Did you say sitting down does? Yeah. The study goes on to suggest that when we stand, we activate muscles all around our lower abdomen, pelvis, and spine that actually prevent proper urination. Sitting down is a better option for men. That's why you just lean forward and put your hand against the wall. What? You just lean forward with your hand against the wall. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, The Dutch Research Project also suggests that further problems with standing also arise as men engage in extra peeing stifling stifling muscles while using public toilet toilets the reasons muscles engaged to hold in loud and embarrassing farts are also muscles involved in preventing f- nobody's holding in farts in a men's bathroom oh no no this is the worst part following the results of the study governments have taken action to instigate cultural change surrounding our habits countries such as sweden japan are encouraging men to be pussies and sit while peeing there you have it uh well uh, i would say that you could get uh like what crabs uh, there's all kinds of stuff that you could catch off that nasty ass toilet seat see what this what this public, is to feels yeah. like to me is it's a big woman Right, where they they they're trying right. to take away everything that makes men men, just bit by bit, so, and sitting to pee is the next thing. Well, you remember a couple of years ago, famously they made that she wee thing, where it's this thing that a woman can like cram up in her pants and piss into it, and it's like a a, a funnel too. It was that, a funny funnel, yeah, like a little a little funnel that goes over their pussy, and then they pee into it, and it kind of shoots out like a dick. They're just going to invent the inverse for men. It's a little reverse thing, a funnel you put on your dick, and it makes it come out between your legs while you sit down. That's all they're going to do. That's, I get. Mark my words. As this progresses over the next five years, you're going to see that show up. Tired of your dick touching the toilet seat while you sit down to pee? Get the hee-wee. He, and it's, it's only for big dick men whose who's dick touches the, the bottom, the back of the seat. Like Now your dick will never touch the water again. It's a It's a... What do you call it? Like, uh, what about balls? It's a, pro- they need something it's a balls prosthetic vagina. Uh, It'll hold those. Well, those just come right off. It just lops those right off. So you don't have to worry about those anymore. I, uh, you're already sitting down to pee. And then this thing is this prosthetic vagina that you put on so that you can pee while you're sitting down more comfortably. Uh, and then also you get a prosthetic period with it so you can commiserate with your wife whenever she's PMSing. The, uh, and then you just the thing, go out in the backyard and hang yourself. The thing to me about sitting down to pee is that. You know, I'd be I'm I'd be more willing to sit down to pee if uh, toilet bowls weren't shaped stupidly because so many toilet bowls are shaped like a fucking circle, and so you sit down and your dick touches the yeah. inside of the fucking bowl and it's gross. Uh, you need the elongated bowl. The elongated bowls, if there were, if that was the common thing, it'd be like okay, that's not so bad. But it's so often it's 
that's not what is going on. So you're just trapped in these fucking shitty things. And then there's also the speed factor. Like, go the net. Well, not anymore, but it used to be like if you went to the movies or went to the theater or went to the concert or any event where there were large amounts of people, right? And intermission happens or pre movie or post movie. <laughs> You walk past the bathrooms, right? And there's this long fucking line of women standing there because one, they can't go by themselves for some reason. And two, yeah. so they have, they're always in there talking. Men, men's bathrooms are fucking damn near silent. You walk in, you go up and you, you do your business, you wash your hands, you leave. Uh, but, if you even look at somebody else, that's grounds for a beatdown. Yeah, women women's bathroom visits are like they're both they're sitting in stalls. Oh, we gotta wait till for two stalls next to each other to open up so that we can chat through the just, just shut the fuck up. So it takes them forever because they got to take their pants down or pull their dress up or fucking undo everything in their whole lives to be able to pee. Whereas men can just walk in, pee, and leave. If you have to take a shit, now that's a different problem. And well, women. And also, then there's the other things like checking your phone while you sit down. Because when you sit down, you're going to check your phone. Of course. Uh, you, if you have to fix your makeup, if you have to fix your hair. Women want to, to fucking feminize men. They're trying to feminize men, and one of the things is by making our bathroom visits take longer, because the minute the minute they push for men, the government is pushing men to pee while sitting down. What happens when they're like, yeah. uh, for men's health, we're no longer going to allow urinals to be built in new constructions, and renovations are going to have to replace urinals with more stalls, because also one of the things that working in theater, we would have these events where. You know, we would have someone like Celine Dion, right, come and play. I don't, that's just an example. But uh, near, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'd have these people show Kiss up wherever you are. That would be. God damn it! I hate that fucking song. Uh, the uh, it was a show <laughs> where you'd have primarily women, and they would turn men's bathrooms into women's bathrooms. And <laughs> so, so that to try and to try and flow the line better and so then men are like i have to pee here's the oh wait this there's a sign this is now a women's restroom for this performance and they're like well fuck where's the closest men's bathroom and probably Nowhere nearby there's probably not a lot of men there yeah to start off with so so you uh you end up having yeah. to do all that but they, so they, it'll make it easier it'll make it easier to allow women to go to the men's bathroom which then is like why don't we just have one big common bathroom because they're all stalls you have privacy in the stalls wouldn't it like at a road ridge dallas that yes kind of like a there was a the, the, one the, of the bars the water. yeah the water all over the floor <sighs> it's like that oh shit there's a woman right there place what was the well there were two doors <laughs> there were two doors right and one said men and one said women and you walk in like i just open the door and i go pee and i wash my hands and as i'm walking out i realize there are two doors again and there was a sign on the door that was like did this make you uncomfortable blah 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 and i realized it was one gigantic bathroom for men and women and i was like no what made me uncomfortable was the fact that there's an inch of water yeah. everywhere in the bathroom it smelled like a fish factory it or was something, just man. disgusting in that fucking <laughs> bathroom yeah that was uh anyway years ago i dated a chick who was at a, a, a college where the the there had been like guys and girls dorms i think they still were but there's like girls on one floor guys on the next floor and one of the floors had switched so there was a the girls floor that had urinals in the bathrooms nice and of course the guys weren't allowed in there so whenever i was over there uh visiting her i couldn't go to the bathroom on that floor but she would say, like, it's so weird because a lot of us, like, when there's 
you know, you run out of toilets. There's too many people coming to go to the bathroom. Chicks like just trying to figure out how to use a urinal. Like they're like, how do you get the <laughs> turd to go down? <laughs> well, no, no, like I mean, they would just use it to pee. But like chicks, like kind of figured out how to <laughs> position themselves to make the urinal work because in a you know uh, necessity being the mother of invention, you just make it work. So. I thought that was an interesting story. Well, I got one last news story. Um, this should tell you everything you need to know about why everything that's going on in the world is total total bullshit. Fearing staffing shortages as the Chinese election year virus hospitalizations soar towards new records, several major Michigan health systems are telling employees to report to work, even if they've recently had close or household contact with someone who has the Chinese election year ah. virus. Yeah. So I guess you it's don't not that say. fucking serious. Uh, you know what? That pisses me right the fuck off because that happened to me three fucking different times at my job. You got, I got exposed or close to exposed enough. Like they say, oh, if you have even had like contact of someone who might have had contact, report it. And you do that. Be like, hey, uh, m- my wife's coworker uh, came down with a coof. What do you want me to do? Oh, uh, just get back to work. So uh, what? Like you. The, all this, all this fucking nonsense, all this headache, all this panic and fear, and I come to, I come do what I'm supposed to do and tell you, hey, I might have been exposed. Well, you're, you're sick. No, I might be asymptomatic right now. Let's go back to work. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Everybody else at the mill has seven degrees of Kevin Bacon contact with somebody. They get off for two fucking weeks, but because I'm the only one that can do the job that I do, you know, oh well, uh, I guys, I uh, I'm throwing up and I've got a fever of 207, and my arm fell off, and a tattoo appeared on my dick that says COVID 19. <laughs> Uh, what are you, you going to make it in, Buck? Uh, we need you. You just get back to work. <laughs> I even had to call the hotline. Uh, our neighbor got exposed, and we had been over to their house. So that's like that's a textbook. That's not like a maybe it is, maybe it isn't exposed. That was we got exposed to this, and I called the little hotline we're supposed to call, and they're like, "Well, have you had a fever? <laughs> no. Uh, did they get? Did they test positive? Not yet. Their test won't be back for ten days. Then we'll know." We'll just go to work, and if their test comes back positive, then call us again. What the fuck? People who, oh, man, it just drives me insane. The whole thing drives me insane. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, continue. Months and employees have been instructed to report to work, even if asked to uh, quarantine by your local health department, as long as they're asymptomatic and awaiting test results. Quote, you are an essential worker because you're in the healthcare field. You may still work. To, you may still you may still work to work even after an exposure as long as you're asymptomatic, unquote. So uh, it's okay for healthcare professionals directly treating sick people. This is why secondary infections are the biggest killer in hospitals, right? Totally okay for them to go to work even if they're asymptomatic. But the rest of you, all your industries, restaurants, bars, theaters, you guys can't work. This is the biggest fucking double standard I've ever heard. And don't give me any bullshit about, oh, well, they're in the healthcare field. Someone's got to be them. Uh, we got to make sacrifices. If they can make sacrifices, if they can make calculated risks based on their need, then I can make equal fucking calculated risks based on my need to pay my fucking rent. So why don't you fuck right off and stop with the lockdown, stop with the mask, stop with all of it. It's such total bullshit. Are they contagious? No. So asymptomatic... They're no, because contagious? they did a study and asymptomatic people aren't infecting other people. This has been a huge fucking scam. And these healthcare people know it. 
so they they make these little small rules and this doesn't get picked up by the big media to be all over the place and make people go like, well, wait a fucking minute. Why am I out of work if if these people can work when they're asymptomatic? Right. What's the difference? What's the difference between them and me? Fuck me, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know the because health department. no one wants to do without the service that I do. Yeah. That's the difference. Nobody wants to do the job that I do, so I still have to go to work. I can't be quarantined for two weeks and enjoy two weeks off paid, by the fucking way, paid two-week vacation because somebody I know got sick. I can't do that shit. Oh, it's paid, <sighs> too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You you have to be out of work for two weeks because somebody you know got sick and might have the coof, and you might have been in contact with them. You get a paid... It might not be like... The full pay, but you're gonna get. You're not gonna go unpaid for two weeks. Yeah, because because something that oh, but but not me. Yeah, my dad three times in a row. Yeah, my dad tested positive, so he was forced to stay home for a week, even though the tests are garbage. And then it, it's such such a bullshit. What if you're like an independent contractor or uh, own your own business? No, I mean you're gonna pay yourself two, two weeks. Exactly. I mean, what the fuck? exactly. Yeah. So anyway, no, you're just going to say that you're just going to pretend you didn't test positive and go keep doing right? what you're doing that's because why, you're an independent contractor. That's that's you're the fucking boss. When my dad tested positive, they took my sisters and uh, everyone in and had them tested and everybody around him tested negative. But I didn't go get tested because I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not going to add to the, the fake numbers um, where it's like, oh, you tested positive. You're, you're now a case. We have so many cases. It's like, yeah, but I'm not sick. So why don't you fuck right off? Anyway, well, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know what it doesn't take care of, Buck? Uh, a bunch of bullshit tests? No, uh, replacing all the urinals on Earth with... Uh, sorry, sorry, replacing all of the toilets on Earth with urinals. That way, all, men can only stand to pee. What about and troughs? If, no troughs. Fuck troughs. You don't like troughs? No. no. We're, we're, I'm, I'm calling it right now. This is the new cultural revolution. Stand to shit. <clears throat> we're all going to stand up to shit now, have, too. Everybody, mandatory. So you have three urinals. Yeah. But you have a trough... It is probably takes up the same amount of uh -huh. wall space. You could have ten guys in there. Yeah, that's that's gay. Okay, you have eight. That's still gay. Why? Social distancing one, doesn't make you're you just not looking look at the wall pissing. You're not like looking at dicks. I don't want to be standing fucking shoulder to shoulder with a dude while we're peeing. I don't like. I don't like fucking. You would have to wait less though. I, no, you wouldn't, because <clears throat> the three. Uh, urinals that takes up the same amount of space. That's three people. I was I went went to a bathroom. I was on yeah. my way back from St. Louis. I stopped at a rest stop. I I stopped. I stopped. It wasn't a rest stop. It was the candy factory, and I went to their bathroom. And their urinals had it was like twelve foot ceilings, and there was a wall that was about three feet out from the urinal and all the way up to the ceiling. And you stepped into it, and you were completely isolated on your own, and it's the best urinal experience I've ever had. I have no interest in fucking standing shoulder to shoulder with some fucking weirdo. Because I've seen some fucked up shit in bath in bathrooms. Uh, it's you remind me of the uh, uh, Letterkenny first episode. Yeah. Where the, he's pissing, and the guy's, oh, real dandy. Uh, yeah. Boyfriend, or whatever. And then the one dude's like, gets in between them, and then... When the scene ends, it pans out, and he's like got his pants all the way down to his ankles, <laughs> standing there fisting. Anyway, I think that was a trough. 
No, that was three urinals. Was it? Yeah. Troughs are awful. There's I just remember from elementary school. No use from the for the trough. Anyway, uh, we're going to place all the stalls with urinals and men can shit in the street. And you can help us doing that by, uh, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes and our video episodes. We have our two buck tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do here and there. If we had done a retro sode, it would have come out on the $2 tier. But since this is a regular episode, it's not. It's going to be on all the tiers. Uh, we have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, which I think, Buck, you're going to join me for doing one of those tomorrow. Am I? Yeah. We talked about it. Okay. So. You didn't say which kind it would be, though. Uh, uh, we'll figure that out. You'll have double I can, a double I mean, dose of Buck this month. Uh, yeah. Then we have our ten dollars tier where you, the fans, submit a film. Uh, you vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch and record a feature length commentary. The December Battle Royale voting is currently in pro- progress. There's a bunch of movies for consideration: Faggot, Zombieland, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning, Dog Soldiers, The Other Guys, Idiocracy, Akira, Unforgiven, The Mummy, Outbreak, Velocipaster, Event Horizon, Color Out of Space. Black Dog, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Out of Time, Good Burger, Batman, the 1966 film, Avengement, Teeth, Reservoir Dogs, Feast, Halloween Resurrection, Hard Target, V Vendetta, Face Off, Unhinged, Mad Max, The Road Warrior, Rollerball, Blazing Saddles, and The Guest, all up at a second shot at redemption for the year of 2020. So if you're a $10 patron, go be get out there and vote and make sure your favorite movie gets a chance to go to round two. And then finally, we have our $50 tier, our spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show. You can ask for guests. You can ask for issues. You can ask us to do special things. Uh, Last weekend, we recorded a video on how I prepare steaks that's going to be coming out sometime in the near future as a request from Matt from Minnesota. Graybush has asked him to go play play live on stage, which uh, Tim seems to be desperate to avoid. What's he going to play? Drums? Guitar? Guitar. Gwitter. He's, uh, he's doing the drums now. Yeah. Hey, he's going he's, he's gonna to play guitar. So, uh, What genre? Sounds fun. I don't know. He hasn't. He has given. I have tried. Just, he's I have tried to get him to do this, right? Whatever I was, he wants. I, was, I, said, uh, I said, hey, why don't you just bring your guitar to my place? You can hook into the amp because he has an electric guitar. And I'll just play acoustically because I have a semi-acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And we can jam at the yeah, house. Yeah, your sounds good without which is plugged in. Which is one... It's not it's not playing publicly, but it's like a baby step. Yes. Right? Yes. And and no, like no. we'll just just find one song and we'll just play it like five times. And then you'll feel comfortable playing it. You'll be able to get into the autopilot and then maybe a couple beers and maybe a he shot. He doesn't drink. Well. So uh but he hasn't done that. So I don't know, man. I don't I, we need to think of a punishment if he doesn't do it by the end of the month. He's, I think he's only got two weeks. Um, tell tell him I'll play bass for him. Oh no, this is the last Tuesday or, of the or month. Drums so, uh, so yeah, this is the la- okay. Yeah, tomorrow's the last Tuesday of the month. So he maybe that's why. That's- yeah, he has to pee sitting down for the next month. Uh, he might like that. Who knows? Anyway, breaker. We thank Ew. all of our patrons for supporting the show. You make the show possible, and uh, we hope you continue to do so. But let's get back into some issues. Here's my second issue this it. week. Here's what I don't get. 
Um, all the all the evil stuff Trump has done in the last four years. I mean, okay. Just look at all those gay concentration camps. Allegedly. Rem- oh, I see. Remember how that was supposed okay. to happen? Like I. Oh yeah, the. Uh, yeah. I love the the, uh, the celebration of we've ended fascism as as if the way, the way they got rid of Mussolini and Hitler was by by just voting in a in an election. You fucking morons. Yeah. And they keep talking about how, oh, he's a racist. He did all these racist things. Like, um, like what? Like, well, like get black people out of jail. You can, you can just, uh, you can just Google it. If you can't, if you haven't paid attention, then I'm not going to help you. Like, well, um, uh. if, if he's so racist, shouldn't there be something? I mean, all the things that he's supposedly done that are evil. My favorite is the gay. They're going to start rounding up the gays. He hates the gays. Donald Trump has, before he was even a candidate, was a proponent of gay marriage. Can't say that about Obama. Nope. Uh, and Islam what, hates gay marriage. What what uh what rights have gay people lost in the last four years? Huh? Um, the ra- oh he separated Mexican children from their families, put them in cages. Like wh- where? <laughs> Who built the cages, Joe? Do, are you bitching about prisoners being in cages because they went to prison for breaking the law? Like I get it. Yeah, it'd be nice to keep kids with their families, but we can't prove that kids are with their families until we do some testing. Because uh, there's a thing called child trafficking that Donald Trump has been the only president to crack down on in the last 20 years. He's Do you hey, know how many kids Donald Trump somebody... has rescued from fucking... Ch- oh, it's been thousands. 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 His administration has done more to crack down on child weeks? sex uh, trafficking than any other fucking administration prior to him. I thought maybe he went out there and was like, come on, little kid, get in. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you know what happens when you put somebody weak in a cage with uh, someone who's a predator? They rape them? Mercilessly. Yeah. So yeah, let's definitely uh, take these kids who might be being dragged across the the, the border by coyotes and uh, throw them in there with uh, these people who don't actually care for their well-being and might just rape them to death when no one's looking. Did you see all the people yeah. online? You probably didn't. Uh, I think it was in one of the debates Trump said. So I can bring in this issue because we're after the election, but also because Buck's on the episode, so I'm not going to have someone being like, it, well, It can be uh, politics, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was during the debate, Trump said something about coyotes uh, bringing children across the border for sex trafficking, and... All these fucking people on Twitter and Facebook are like, did Donald, did Donald Trump just say that coyotes are freaking kids over? Coyotes are dogs. Wiley Coyote. You are too stupid to be part of the discourse. Go turn in your voter ID card. You are done. You're turn done. Turn in your brain. You haven't been using it. Don Coyote bringing over people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a... I get it. I get it. Right. Not everybody, not everybody knows all the words and the, the colloquialisms for different stuff. I get that. I'm totally fine with it. But to jump to this guy must be an idiot because dog animals are bringing kids across the border. You are too fucking stupid to be part of the discussion. Well, even so, like in the zeitgeist of everything that's going on, like if you're paying attention to politics and you're commenting on politics, maybe you've been exposed to any of the dialogue about the things that you're talking about, right? People understand, oh, immigration. How's immigration work? Well, there's the legal way, and then there's the illegal way. Well, what's the illegal way? Where people come across the border through help of another person, and that person is called a coyote. But if you, why would you comment? Well, I know why people would comment on something they don't understand, because they're narcissistic and stupid. They think people care about what they have to say? They need to be fired directly into the sun. 
uh, seriously, the $25 tier on the Patreon, uh, we're going to get these uh, these catapults and trebuchets built. Oh, yes. And uh, it's just going to be – now, Tab, I also want you to start a company in Oklahoma. Here's, we're gonna, you're going to build uh, giant brick walls with targets painted on them. Yeah. And from North Carolina all the way to Oklahoma, we're going to see what kind of a bullseye we can hit. It's uh, <laughs> a nice little lob. The, Damn right it is. We, we so oh, we'll I, I, I tweeted going. I tweeted this earlier this week, but at this point, like I'm on hundred percent. There was a there was a video there was a video that was posted. Oh no, this woman tweeted right. She goes, "My son just went to buy his first car today. He gave the man the cash for the car, and then the man took the money, pulled out one thousand dollars, gave it back to the kid, and said." Use this to go to college and and do things in your life. And it's like a really it's a really nice, wholesome, heartwarming story that I read and I was it like didn't happen. I was like, man, that is um that is really cool. That's like a good stand up guy. And the first the first fucking comment on it is uh we definitely need way more of this because Trump has destroyed America. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm just I. I, I Here's my cash app. Please help me. <laughs> I replied to that lady and I just said, "Your brain is horribly broken." And then I retweeted her and and I said, I, "At this point, I am 100. percent It's unequivocal. Trump is a god because the people that worship yeah. Trump think he is capable of fucking everything. A level of hyper competency that is superhuman." And the people that hate him are so obsessed by him that it is brewing their brain. There's no way that he's not some kind of God. Uh, it is, it is fucking incredible. The the level of like stuff that he's done, that he's going to, he's, he's tried to take down black people. He was going to take out, make the black community more poor. He was going to steal money from, he was going to. He was going to make everything great for the wealthiest 1% and they'd be able to control everything. And what has fucking happened? Fucking none of it. Big tech has completely suppressed any information uh, that's pro-Trump. They've completely suppressed conservative voices on their platforms. They suppress new information about this fucking bullshit scamdemic that's going on. And there's zero fucking consequences to them. If this man were truly all powerful, how the fuck do you think that posting one little vote is going to change the the world it's not if he was a they're saying oh he's a dictator because he won't concede the election there's a lot of fishy shit going on well that's the thing is like we'll get into that later i that yeah i'll get started on that the it's i he's so built up to be this evil evil just like Fucking snidely whiplash, mustache twiddling, bowler hat caped villain. Right. Yeah, that's evil. Grabbing pussies everywhere. And none of it has happened. We were we were supposed to have fucking conservative militias in the streets. They were going I to know. be harassing minorities. Do you do you remember when Trump won in 2016? Originally? Yes. Uh US elections were just overrun with fraud. Yeah. 
Corruption, right? fraud. Now, Russia, have you heard them? Russia stole the election. There's yeah. absolutely no way. There's no way there could be fraud in the, in the U.S. The U.S. <laughs> elections are this solid. Must, uh, American, how dare you suggest that the American electoral institution is not the most secure election <laughs> in the entire world in the history of mankind? It's like, wow, that's a huge flip flop. Uh, you know, turn like, around, blatantly. In two years, the, the joke showing their asses. The joke being that, like, if Trump cured cancer, then we'd have people would come out as pro cancer is one hundred percent plausible at this point but the most amazing thing to me is that you know like you absolutely know right that in four years whoever's running for president on the republican ticket is going to be the next hitler who's going to be all of these things we're doing he was gonna oh i remember i remember in 2016 people like oh trump's gonna start all kinds of wars First president in fucking 25 years, 30 years that hasn't started a new fucking armed conflict on the other side of the planet, fucking around with people we don't need to fuck around with. Oh, it's great. It's... Uh, how many How many Nobel Peace Prizes have you been nominated for like at this five? point? Like four or five? Yeah. For, for negotiating peace treaties between countries that have been at war with each other since Adam and Eve? I... Like, I just don't understand how you can... My dad... My dad was telling me the people at his church, one of them was like, well, I'm voting for the guy, for the the people that don't hate me for my existence because he's a gay guy. And it's just like, citation needed. Citation needed. Please, please (laughs) do 10 seconds of research. Uh, I did see uh, Justin Wang got two write-in votes or mail-in ballots. Oh, oh no! Right in, yeah, yeah. Like he actually got votes, and, <laughs> yeah. and it and was like the, more than like a fuckload of different people. It was like that was fucking hilarious. I saw that; that was pretty funny. He was like, he's only, he was only nineteen thousand votes away from winning whatever the thing was. <laughs> two people wrote his name in on. Uh, That's pretty I, great. Like we, I was talking about this. Um, did you did you see this news story? I think I don't remember what I think I'm trying to remember what city it was in. It was some city's Holocaust museum has a new exhibit about George Floyd. A new exhibit, okay. In a Holocaust what? museum. He was Jewish though, wasn't he? No. No. The Holocaust <laughs> Museum. You know, the thing that six million uh, Jews died under Nazism. And what it is, what it is, is you put George Floyd in the context of the Holocaust now, and what you've done is you've essentially used you fuel a t- all the pity people, like you were saying earlier. Well, no, you right. you've made a well, telephoto you've belittled the Holocaust. You've made a telephoto lens where you've now flattened a historical perspective to wrap this one guy, this fucking drug addict, overdosing on drugs while being arrested for committing crimes, in the context oh. of. A nation state punishing people for their religion. And you for flat, the ethnicity too. You flatten that historical perspective and you keep doing that. And what you've done is you is you've created a 2D perpetual past, and then you do a 2D perpetual future where you say things like, oh, Trump's gonna round up the gays. When? Can he get to it already? Uh and so you live in a, basically you live in a constant present and an ever changing past where where we never have to we never we never forgive the mistakes of the past because they are always just right there. The past of one minute ago and the past of one hundred years ago are on the exact same plane. Uh, 
And you're guilty, no matter when you were born or when you existed, you're guilty of all of them. Guilty, guilty, guilty. It's, I, I don't get it. I don't get how, like, I get the prediction. You were talking about when, remember when it was six, 2016 and, uh, and I talked about this on the on the podcast. Donald Trump got elected, and the next day, they did a thing at my co- in my theater department called the Ghost about the, the difficult times and the dark clouds ahead, or whatever. Yeah, the Ghost Light Project, a light for the dark times coming. Like fucking Sauron had come to Mordor. Now I get it. I get it. You have a you have a pessimistic outlook because you spent your entire life thinking Republicans are evil. And business is evil, uh, and well, some of them are. Uh, yeah, some of them, some of them definitely are. But at a like, at a certain point, a person who has an objective view of reality, who's looking at what is going on, has to go look at your predictions. This is this is actually. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this right now. I want you, if you listen to this show, I'm going to do this. I want you to get a piece of paper right now. I want you to write predictions about what a Biden presidency is going to look like for four years and what a Trump presidency is going to look like for four years, because we don't yet know who it's going to be. Then I want you to put it in an envelope and take a book off one of your shelves and write, do not open until 2024. And on November 5th or whatever fucking day is the day after election day, pull that envelope out and look at your list of predictions. And if, any of them are right. You can pat yourself on the back. But if they're all fucking wrong, you need to fucking apologize to yourself for thinking the wrong things. But nobody, so nobody did that. Nobody, nobody looked and was like, okay, we made all these predictions. And then four years later, wow, all of our predictions were wrong. Maybe I was wrong. No, they live in this perpetual non-past where they just pretend they didn't say things. We never said the elections were hackable. We never said that. Trump was going to start new wars. We never said these things and we memory hole it and it totally disappears. And then they can pretend like, Oh, we didn't say that, that George W. Bush was Hitler. No, it's Trump. That's Hitler. And it's Mike Pence in 2024. Mike Pence is literally Hitler or whoever the fucking candidate's going to be. That guy's literally Hitler (laughs) because it's like, I'm so tired of fucking every Republican president being compared to goddamn Hitler. He's not Hitler. Hitler was Hitler. It's there are no Nazis. Where are the Nazis you know in the streets? The, the, the white supremacists are going to rise up, and there's going to be Klan meetings everywhere. Where's the Klan meetings? Where are the burning crosses? The only people trying oh, to shut boys, down and boys, shut oh. down Jews and arrest Jews are the goddamn Democrats running fucking New York City and New York State. Where's the fucking yeah. outcry about Nazis? There, they're literally targeting Jews. And then at the same time, holding fucking parties in the street when their presidential candidate gets elected. Who's the fucking Hitler here? What about the mandatory political symbols? What mandatory political? Oh, the the masks? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to call an audible. Uh, That's going to be my next issue. I'm going to save my thoughts on that. Continue. Uh, I just the doom and gloom, the doom and gloom that has never come true. From these people, it, that's what pushed me to vote for Trump in this last election. I was so tired of hearing about, well, he's gonna, well, he's gonna, well, he's gonna fucking win. Win. Oh, well, yeah. in his second term, when he has a, a mandate of power, 
Nobody has a mandate of power anymore. This is not 1984. Ronald Reagan didn't win in a massive landslide. That's the that's the last time FDR massive massive voter turnout made it, he had a mandate of power. Ronald Reagan in 1984 mandate of power. That's it. He did. That was a fantastic. That is it. As long as a candidate's winning 51% and squeaks out a majority in the House and the Senate, they don't have a mandate of power. You know who had a mandate of power? Fucking Obama in his first term. Super majorities in the House and the Senate. Yeah. That's a mandate well, of power. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't have it. Changed our we have rules. People seem to realize, don't think we, oh, we don't have rules. Donald Trump just signed an executive order, round up the gays, separate the Mexicans at the border. He wants to build a wall because he hates Mexicans. No, he wants to build a fucking wall because he's tired of illegal immigrants taking American jobs. He wants, why don't you want a fucking wall on the border? Because then the free votes stop coming across the border. Fucking. <coughs> it's the same thing with the election. Why don't you want an audit, right? Uh, why? It's like, to me, this election, the whole election audit is like when um, your your husband or your wife or your, your close friend says something really stupid. They say something really stupid. And yeah, and you go, uh, and you know that they're wrong, but they're just, they're so adamant they're right. And then, yeah. and if you, if you know that you're right, right? What do you say? Google it. I'm fucking Google it right now. Google it. And you let them pull up their phone. They're like, you fucking idiot. Clickety clackety. Sir. Um, uh, it says that I'm right, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It says that. Uh, well, it yeah. says, yeah, fuck you. When you know you're right, you're told you're, if you don't care, you don't care. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Because worst case, like you're right. There's no election fraud, none, anywhere. And Biden Biden got more votes than Obama did. You get to fucking hold that over Republicans forever. Forever. It's the end of the Republican Party. Yeah. You That's what this election comes down to. It's the end of one party or the you other. You are so I think it's the end of both, to be honest. You are so stupid that you thought there was no way. Trump was so unlikable that 80 million people voted against him. You fucking idiot. And you get to make fun of those people in your life forever. The way that I, the yeah. way that Tim will be made fun of for breaking the handle off a truck in a Tuckins truck forever. Never live it It'll down. It'll never be lived down. Like you said, it's the end of that party. That party, then you well, win the next two elections until a new party comes along. I mean, that's the thing. It's, Whatever happens in this election, if 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 Biden wins, that's the end of the Republican Party for a couple of reasons. One of which is the elections are just fucked, in my opinion. There'll never be another non-rigged election again. Um, if if Trump comes out and wins, all this shit that got exposed, he will only win because all this shit got exposed and the fraudulent results were overturned. And now he can go through with all this evidence. Now, the whole fucking public has to see it. I kept wondering why he hasn't done shit. He said, oh, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud in 2018. And then he just kind of like went quiet on it. I was like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Why is he not like, where's the system he's going to put in place? Right. He, he let him do it so that it could all be fucking exposed. And if so, whichever way it goes, if they if he loses, that's the end of the Republican Party. Pack it up. Go home. Uh, live in the pod, eat the bugs, fuck the tranny, and wear the mask. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad the he's Russians didn't feed. rig it this time. Yeah, you know? he's he's trying yeah. to usurp our democracy. He's trying to he's challenging our democracy. It's like, what did you but do? What did wins, you do for the last four fucking years of spurging out about every little thing? He's going to be arrested for this. Uh, there was an article. There was an article on. Um, I think it was CBS. Biden should do the unthinkable and pardon Trump for fucking what? what? For what? <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, um, he does have. He like you said, he's like a a, a villain. In the, yeah, in, you know he's he they he's painted as a cartoon level of villainy. I we tried to watch Elysium this not, week. He's Gargamel. We tried to watch Elysium this week with Matt Damon, and I lost my shit trying to watch that movie because everyone in the movie was so absurdly cartoon like the thing was written by a fucking six-year-old the bad people were so bad and the and it was just like it was mind-blowing that this movie this was a mainstream movie that was made by like real people starring a big actor elysium piece of crap oh Uh, it's great When's it going to happen? When's all this evil stuff Trump was going to do? When is he going to make him declare himself emperor and never let, allow another election to happen? When's that coming? Oh, don't you know? Don't you know, Tab? He already has uh, been putting out those memes of like Trump 2024, Trump 2028, Trump 2032, yeah. Trump 2036. And he did put those out as a joke just to watch people get mad. But there are no jokes anymore. No, can't have a sense so. of humor about anything anymore. That's my issue. He, when are we, he said Trump 2024. He's he's planning on overthrowing the Constitution and running for a third term. Okay, good. You know what? Good. Good. Fuck you. Good. good. I hope, yeah. God, I hope he does fucking, it. Let, I let's fucking do it. hope he does it. Oh, it's been the best thing ever. All right. You, you say it's my turn now? Yes. What is, All right. Uh, I was going to do... I was going to talk about uh, breaking the box springs on my bed and having to buy a new mattress in a hurry, but I'm, you've, you've inspired me. So <clears throat> here's what I don't get. Mandatory political symbols. So when this whole bullshit started, uh, anyone who has an ounce of red blood in them, a fluid ounce or a weight ounce of, of, of red blood. And then was like, fuck the mask. It's that's, that's stupid. It doesn't, How's that going to stop anything? I'll, I'll, the debate broke out immediately, immediately, and rightfully so. Um, but some people were like, "Well, you know what? I'll do it to be nice. Mm-hmm. I'll do it to play. I'll, I'll play along. Whatever." At work, they started talking to us about, "Yeah, we're going to start requiring you to wear the mask." And I just about walked out of my job, and I didn't. And for a while, they said it doesn't have to be like an actual mask, mask like N95 filters, whatever. But like, you, know, you can take a bandana and put it over your face, which immediately told me that was bullshit. It was just for compliance. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'll do it. It's it's just so people won't feel scared. So I did it a little bit for a little bit. But then something changed as the debate. Now, I wouldn't wear it at like Walmart or at church or anywhere else. So as the as time went on, all of a sudden, uh, Roy Cooper, who needs to buy a swing from a gal at Lowe's, <clears throat> uh, started talking about this, uh, the mask mandate, masks are mandatory now in North Carolina. At the same time, or right around the same time, Dr. Fauci went out on TV and gave this weird speech where he said, you know, there's a lot of debate over the whether or not the mask really works. So just think of the mask as a, as symbol. a symbol. As a, You remember that speech? Yep. 
Think of the mask as a symbol of unity or togetherness or whatever bullshit thing. And that just, those two things happening in conjunction really, really fucked with me. Like the yellow ribbons after 9-11 or whatever yeah, color yeah, yeah. the ribbons were. So I immediately stopped wearing the mask at work because what he did in that speech was admit that the mask, one, he admitted the mask was ineffective because if it, if the, if saying, yeah, there's a debate, but here's the evidence, please wear the mask. That's one thing. Like, here's the evidence. The mask is effective. Show me your case. Don't say Google it. Don't say make up your own mind. Like, show me the case if it's going to be mandatory because now it's mandatory. Now you can, they're trying to enforce penalties if you don't wear the mask. Now, fortunately, the sheriff of my county was like, uh, this mask mandate is unconstitutional and we will not enforce it. And anyone who tries to enforce it is going to be arrested. Great. Thank God for that. Great. Great. So when I went to Walmart and this elderly guy comes charging after me, sir, sir, uh, government mandate, blah, 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 mask, mask, mask. I just gave him the finger guns with the snaps and went, thanks. And kept walking. <laughs> and I might have said, cool. I just like this. Cool. Didn't turn my head. Didn't look at him. Didn't make eye contact. Just cool. And kept walking. And you could just hear like a, like squawking chickens going on behind me. It was the best feeling in the world. Oh God. I love yeah. it. I would walk into work and they'd be like, well, Buck, you know, where's your mask? I'm wearing that stupid thing. Mandatory political symbol. What's that about? You, it's, it's, it, he admitted it's not effective and that it's just a symbol. But at the same time, it's mandatory. That reeks, 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 reeks of mind control. And then I got to thinking, and here's where I'm going to get in trouble. I am of a firm belief well, what, what is it a symbol of? He says unity, right? Oh, unity, togetherness. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Um, for one, mandatory unity symbol sounds like fascism to yep. me. Like on its face, that is on its face. That's fascism. I, that is textbook fascism. I love all the posts. Um, um, we're all in this together. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm not in this with you. I hope you fall out of the boat and drown, you stupid son of a bitch. So anyway, um, when you look at all of the the bigger organizations that all kind of tend to go hand in hand. And I'm kind of well known for my, uh, my conspiracy theory mind that that developed over the past few years. What are the, what is one of the things that all these big organizations keep pushing for? Uh, and I'll answer the question real quick. It's your soul. Like, well, UN, the UN or some big governing body that controls lots of controls, all the countries, all the countries under one government. Well, what book do we have out there that talks about a one world government that takes control in times such as these? It's called the Bible, Revelation. At the end of Revelation, there's a one world government. And uh, there's a mandatory symbol that you have to wear. Oh, interesting. So, and I, Tab, I was talking with you the night about this. Yeah. All these big globalist it's it's obvious they're pushing for one world government. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. I don't care. I really don't. But at some point you have to go, uh, what are we pushing towards here? They're going to say, Oh, well, uh, you have to have, you have to wear the mask or you can't uh, go into the business and you can't go to work. Oh, that's, that's bullshit. Well, now it's going to be, you have to get a vaccine. All the vaccines out, the vaccine's mandatory. Oh, well now the, you have to have proof that you got the vaccine before you can go anywhere or do anything. Well, to carry, instead of carrying on papers, we're just going to make it where you have to get this little chip in your hand or a tattoo, uh, or a tattoo. Yeah. The next thing you know, it's, um, well, you, 
so social media has also been interesting. You get kicked off of social media for wrong think really quick. Yep. Um, given the origins of this podcast, I'm kind of surprised it's still around. And after today's episode, maybe it'll go away. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, think about it. You have the wrong political leanings. You get canceled real fast. Well, what happens whenever uh, uh, it was the AOC right after the election was like, oh, well, now we need to start taking all the conservatives, you know, and putting them on this list. Yep. And even Kamala Harris, who will be president if Joe Biden gets gets the nod like he is. He, he might go 100 days and he is going to like have a stroke and Kamala Harris will be president. That's just like fucking fight me on it. Write it down. That will happen. My dad thinks if, my dad disagrees. He thinks that uh, Joe Biden will be will be left in for two years. And early in his third year, Kam- Kawala, uh, the vacuum Harris will then be 25th Amendment in third place, term? and she'll run for two more terms so we can have 10 years of the cackling witch lady. Yeah. So well, you might be right there. But either way, at some point, that's Kamala Harris. No. And she was she, doubling down. She was doubling down on the yes Put, make make lists of conservatives so they can be held to account and we can really, really punish them. You're going to be punished for having the wrong ideas. And who is the biggest group of people in the world to get called bigots for what they believe? Religious people, specifically Christians. So it's going to come to a point where guys like me are not going to be able to get our mandatory vaccine and our mandatory chip in our hand or our mandatory tattoo because we believe the wrong thing. Now you've got the fucking mark of the beast. Do I think the mask is the mark of the beast? No. But I think it's like boiling a frog in a pot. Bloop. Now you take the first notch. Hey, Buck, let me ask so you a I question. If you what? had to wear a mask, would you want a Here's What I Don't Get logo on it? No. Um, I'm not going to wear the mask. So here's what happens. <laughs> here's the thing, Todd. Uh, I've seen a lot of podcasts and a lot of people that do merch make masks for their show. And uh, and it makes you look like a me, fucking to asshole. To me, it's it's making it's making shackles to give to your your consumers. Well, because I'm coming from a standpoint that I wanted to have normal functions, so I just put a I have a custom little mask, like a not not the little what blue. what thing can you not do while not wearing a mask? Um, in Tulsa, I mean, I forget a lot, you know, but I try. To ha- I have it in my uh, car door, so yeah. I just grab it if I... I don't know. even own one. So when when the I. time comes and, and I go into a, a place and they go, you need to have a mask, I just go, uh, I don't have one. And if they, they push it again, I go, you know what? Fuck you. And I walk out and I won't visit those businesses again. Mine has a big uh, weed yeah. leaf on it. And um, so... But my point is, is you, if you're going to have to uh, wear one, you might as well, like, uh, have something that makes people uncomfortable. Not as, not, not, I'm, I, my face makes people uncomfortable. So there's no, there is no situation ever where uh, you might as well wear one for me. And I will not put our logo on a, on a fucking slave chain <laughs> to give to people. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't said I haven't said that prior to now, but I am I will not put our logo on a mask. Is there anywhere that you have to like? Well, I'm I'm getting to it. So, where did I stop off at? Sorry, uh, boiling a frog. Boiling a frog. Yeah. It's it's getting people to accept the mandatory symbol. 
And so I told them at work when they say, Buck, where's your mask? I'm not wearing that mask. Screw you. Well, then uh, right after the election, when it looked like Joe Biden was the heir apparent, they came down and said, you have to wear a mask to work here. No, I, I mean, and I to that point, I had kept my my theories about what that mask actually means to myself. Mm-hmm. Because admittedly, you go around saying stuff like Mark of the Beast, people either roll their eyes or they write you off or whatever. But now it's down to like, that's a part of my conscience. You're telling me I have to violate my conscience and wear a symbol that I disagree with in order to feed my family. Now we've got a problem. So I told him, I was like, look, this is what I think. And that was not a fun conversation to have. And the manager was like, well, or the plant manager was like, well, just, you know, what can we do to work around this? I was like, there, there is no workaround. Like, would you rather wear uh, uh, one of those neck gaiters over your face? Or would you rather wear this or that or the other? I was like, no, it's not. It's not the form of the shackle. It's the fact that it's a shackle. It's just the, Choose the, fact the form that it's a of your symbol. oppressor. <laughs> yeah. Choose the form of the destructor. So I was like, you know, I'm whether it's like saying, um, would you like to eat a little bit of dog shit in a cookie or in a brownie or in a plate of spaghetti? How would you like to take, how would you like to eat your dog shit? Yeah. It's like, you know what? I, I'm not interested in the dog shit. Thank you very much. So finally, uh, last week, I think it was the day after you and I talked that one night tab, I get called into the plan office and I said, um, right now, make your decision. It's going to be, uh, wear the mask or get out. So, and they knew like the plant manager is Catholic. He's like, I know it's a religious thing for you, but you know, it's, it's just a requirement of the job. And I was like, it's a requirement of the job. To violate my conscience. This is a requirement of the job to violate this vow that I made within myself that I would not put on this symbol because of what I think it means. Whether or not anyone else thinks it, it's what I think it means. What it means to me. It's that I have to violate who I am as a person, as a as a being of my own free will and free decisions. I have to throw that away because somebody else is scared. But what choice did I have? I would have quit. Because I would have quit and sued them for wrongful termination, for violation of your religious rights. I thought about it. I thought about it real hard. Yeah, you wouldn't have the, the uh, Muslim day. people or the Jewish people like uh, required to eat a uh, a pig uh, sausage. You know, like that. That's basically the same thing. I mean, you don't want to wear a mask. Yeah, they don't want to eat. Well. And that's the trick. Like, that's again, the trick, right? Because the government, the government knows they can't, they can't enforce it, and they can't. Um, it fringes on your fucking rights. Yeah, as a human, they, they don't want to pay know? out on a bunch of lawsuits. So what they they do is they make the businesses responsible for it. And now the business is like, well, uh, and all Shame this, you. all yeah. this, oh, they're a private company, so they get to do what they want, and marketing campaigns to, to you know push their yeah uh, yeah reasoning the, logic which. in the moment it was either put it on right now or walk off i didn't even have one on me what i did have was a toboggan that i had been wearing that had a little like thing you, that comes down over your face when your face is cold for winter months like to rob a store yes the, <laughs> the, the 
It was like a, I forget what uh, brand it was, but um, like Carhartt, the little thing that comes down and covers your your mouth so that you can keep your face warm. I said, all right, I'll tell you what, when it's cold in the mornings, I because they even told me, you don't have to wear it all day. You just have to wear it uh, when there's someone close by. And I'm on a forklift. No one's ever close by me. I work in the ass end of everything away from everyone. Right. And they've kept me there on yeah, purpose. Why would you fucking need to have one? It's so stupid. Because they have the morning meetings out there in the warehouse because we have to social distance. I even made a point. Uh, I don't want to wear the mask, but I'll stand away from everyone. Double distance. I'll stand 12 feet away from everyone at all times. I'll take breaks and lunch in my car. Not enough. Not enough. Bow down. No. Shadrach, There's Meshach. There's never enough. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Bow down to the, to the idol. Bow down to they, the idol. They've made it. They've made it a. They've made you afraid of your fellow man. They're taking away the humanity of the people around you, so that when they go, okay, um, we're going to start rounding up people who don't wear masks and put them in re-education camps. Yeah, you're like, well, that guy doesn't look like me. I don't have a face. Uh, I I've thought I've thought often. There's an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation called The Drumhead, and there's the basic plot is uh, there's a a warp core failure which causes an accident and they bring in an investigator who's a famous uh, arbitrator in the Federation and sh- they figure out that a Klingon who is brought on board uh, pretending to be a scientist stole data by encoding it in the blood of another guy and sending him to be picked up by the Klingons and then they'll pull the blood and get the data out of the blood. But she's convinced that the conspiracy goes deeper. So she starts to investigate and she investigates a man who claims to have uh, a Vulcan grandfather or great grandfather, a grandfather on his mother's side. And it turns out that the grandfather's not Vulcan. He's Romulan. Oh, even better. And Picard stands up to the arbitrator and won't let the thing continue. So she calls Picard before the tribunal to destroy him. And he he gives this great speech, but he says, With the first link, the chain is for, forged. The first speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied chains us all irrevocably. The first time any man's freedom is trodden on, we are all damaged. And I, I've just been thinking about that episode over and over and over again. The first time you put on the mask, you you forge the chains that will enslave us all. Yep. If you think it works, if you don't think it works, if you don't think it works, I don't understand the people who just do it. Uh, I'm just going to do it just to not get bothered. Well, unfortunately, uh, I gave in. Because uh, at the- I'll never give in. I will I will put a gun in my mouth and kill myself before Well, I will put a mask on my face. The difference there That's where I am. I know. The difference there is I had two competing vows that I had to weigh. One, to never wear the mask, and two, to provide for my <laughs> wife and kids. And at the end of it, I can't... I mean, I really thought about it. Like, like it's almost sweating drops of blood. Like, I really contemplated for weeks what I was going to do when this moment came. I played out the conversations in my head a million times. At the end of it, with with tears in my eyes, I said I agreed to wear the mask, to wear the the little thing over my face, part of that toboggan, when it was cold and only when it was cold, and hoping to God that that for one I wasn't doing something irrevocable, but two 
that maybe uh, whenever it comes out that Trump wins this thing, something can be done or whatever. I don't know. The thing will just go away. The thing, the thing that also pisses me off about the mask is that there's just mountains of data that they do nothing. Yeah. There's mountains of data. There was a study that came out earlier or late last week uh, that from Wuhan, right? Yeah. Hundreds of infections of asymptomatic cases, not one infection. That's why we're wearing these masks because oh, you don't know if you're if you're sick or not. You could be infecting everyone around you. Well, if you're if you're not having symptoms, you don't have a viral load enough to give it to people. The tests we're using are complete garbage. We're testing at a rate at a cycle cyclical rate that finds dead virus that's not a current infection, false positives because they're bad tests. Yeah. Nobody cares. Uh, We've uh, got Proof masks all over the country, places all over the world, countries with mask mandates that still have high numbers of cases, just building and building and building, testing through the roof. And still and still people, it's just ignored. It's brushed under the rug. Just keep on your fucking shackles, slave, because if you don't wear them, you don't get to go out to eat. You don't get to go out to, to you don't 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 get to have a job. You just have to sit in your home with your principles and slowly die. A coward dies a thousand deaths. The violent, the valiant taste but death only once. Yep. One of the few fucking quotes by William Shakespeare that's worth something. That one in brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I have an idea, Buck. Uh, do you wear glasses? I have safety or glasses. Safety at work. goggles. Yeah, we have safety glasses at work. Well, if you don't wear safety glasses or whatever, um, just go get you some cheap glasses. Say that your mask fogs up your glasses when you're driving. Well, I mean, you know, that's and, and you're a hazard. You're a liability because you could wreck into something and you know not be able to. It, just see what you're doing. Well, I mean, that's a the friend thing. of mine like, was like I, running. That, they already know that because I wear safety glasses. Every, that's that's part of mandatory PPE, which is the argument. Just think of the mask right? as mandatory PPE. And I'm like, yeah, what happens when I wreck? What happens when my O2 levels drop and I crash into something? What happens when I can't see and I crash into someone, kill somebody because of this? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wear the symbol. Wear the symbol, Buck. Wear the virtue signal. So there's no logic about it. There's absolutely no logic about it. There's no argument you and, can make. The, and it's it's the slippery slope on it because it started out as it started out as uh, just wear the mask when you're out in public and you can't socially distance, which is already a meaningless gesture. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So in times that's when you were okay. Well, now you need to wear the mask anytime you're you're out in public and indoors. Okay. Oh, well, now you need to wear the the mask anytime you're out of your house, outdoors or indoors. Uh, okay, now you need to wear the mask in your in your own home. They're saying in certain in states. <laughs> yeah, oh, you need to wear it in your own home. If there's anyone in your home who in doesn't shower. live there, it's yeah. just like wow. They've yeah. got they've got them wearing them for sports games. A friend of mine was driving the forklift on a union call a few months ago, and he got pulled aside by the the COVID enforcement officer, which is a new what? just level of bureaucracy that's getting paid to do fuck all. Um, and he's like, you need to wear a mask while you're driving your forklift. He's like. I can't. I you can I can wear the mask and it'll fog my glasses and if I hit something then the union can pay for it or you can accept the fact that there's nobody near me when I'm sitting on the forklift and when I get off the forklift for any reason I'll go ahead and pull it back up over my face and he the the covid enforcement officer was like yeah I guess that's fine enough. Well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. So people walk around with their mask under their nose or down around their chin, and they're still technically wearing- Not a problem. Yeah. So at work, whenever people are walking around with their little neck gaiter down around their whiskers 
or in their fucking back pocket, but they're still considered wearing the mask. But because I'm the one who said uh, I'm not wearing the thing, I'm the one that gets pulled into the office and told wear it or go home and your and your wife and kids starve. And I really considered doing that. I really considered biting that bullet. But the other thing is this. When you say stuff like, I think this is the opening step to the Armageddon, people think you're a little kooky. And sometimes even your family members don't understand. People of your church members don't understand. This is not the mark of the beast. No, you're missing the point. You're missing the fucking point. But then you're the social outcast. You're the bad guy because you let yourself lose a job because you didn't want to comply and just be a nice guy to everybody else. That's what fucking pissed me off about it. You can, even in your own home, you can't be the you can't stand up for something because nobody fucking understands where you stand. Why don't you just tell them at work that you have a medical condition? Because I don't fucking have a medical condition. I have a conscience condition where I know that for me, and I really think for everybody, this mask is a symbol of bowing down to somebody who means to destroy you. That's capitulation, and it's bullshit. If you think the mask helps and you wear it for that reason, good for you. Good fucking for you. But if you're just doing it to, to avoid having trouble and you don't agree with the thing at all, then what you're doing is you're saying, yes, please step on me right now. I have, this is my price. This is where I can be bought. And this is how I can be threatened. And I will comply as long as you, as long as you hold the gun to my head. Yes, I'll do anything you say, as long as you hold this fucking gun to my head of whatever it is. And I finally reached my point and I really wish I hadn't, but what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to go home and everyone hate you because you have principles? Yeah, I don't know, man. The thing really got to me. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i pretty much ready to cut ties with everybody in my life that wants me to wear a mask. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm pretty ready to cut the ties. If if Joe Biden is sworn in as president, I'm probably going to kill myself on the 27th of December. Um. Well, good because, news, he won't be. Uh, Letter Kenny season nine will come out, well, and I'll watch 27th? it. And Letter Kenny season nine comes out on the twenty sixth, and I'll watch it. And <laughs> I'm gonna go put a gun in my mouth and kill myself. Yeah, oh, apparently that's Todd's birthday. Yeah. But happy birthday! I'll be dead. Um, and just because at that point, at that point, the world, everybody, everybody decided the world they want to be a part of. And uh, that's not a world that I want to be a part of. And every day I feel more and more like John Smith from uh, Brave New World, who hung himself because he couldn't exist in the world. Because of all of control your all of your other agency has been removed. Yeah, Biden's not going to be Kamala Harris is worse. Yeah, but they don't have control of the like like you were saying. First two years of Obama, they had pretty much control over say the house and the senate there yeah. will never be another they don't have legitimate election again so, they I mean, don't he, they don't they don't need to they have consensus all he's gonna do we live is, we live in a republican state todd we live in a republican state with a republican governor and the republican governor right. closed bars and restaurants at 11 p.m 11, yes, based on did. nothing so what's the fucking oh, difference that wasn't uh all across the uh United States or well, yeah, yes, yes, it is all across the United States, but it's one little state at a time. What is They're 11? all part of this whole fucking thing. So one person does it, and it takes you have you have two fucking governors with the backbone: Christy Noem in fucking South Dakota and Ron DeSantis in Florida. The only ones that are standing up for fucking anything. These people don't care about you. These people want yes, to enslave um, you. 
They don't care. I've as long as they get there, every whatever. fucking government employee has spent the last eight months collecting a paycheck to not go into work. Every fucking one of them. Not one fucking layoff in the government. But meanwhile, the people that actually work for a living, the people that pay those people's salaries, they get sent home because their industry is non-essential. Their restaurant can't be open for more than 12 hours, so they don't need to hide. They don't need to bring back all of the servers and waiters and bartenders. You're, you, you don't wear the mask. You're fired from your job. These people don't care care and the people fucking lined up to let it happen to them so more and more people are just happy to strap the fucking thing to their face because it has the logo of the podcast that they like and go into walmart because that's the price of entry and i'm not fucking paying the price of entry i am done i will stand as a man i will fucking kill myself before i will put a mask on my face and that is a fucking swear i swear to god on this fucking moment on this podcast if you see me with the mask the next fucking thing is a gun going to the side of my head yep. or the side of the head of whatever fucking politician is nearby yeah and if this is the last episode of this podcast you can i will goddamn guarantee it yep well i hope to not see you with a mask you won't see him because there's guys like me and Tab. The only reason I capitulated was because I can't let my wife and kids starve. That to me was more important than, than, than just me. It was bigger than me. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And I still was mad at myself over it. And I still am. And I'm still ashamed that I, that I gave in, but it's whatever. I'm going to do what I have to do I've for my wife and kids. I've got nothing to lose. Guys like Tab. And that's the thing. Then they kill off guys like Tab. Then who stands up? Nobody. This thing, it's it's so absurd. I don't think it's going to come to mandatory masks, though. It, it already is, Todd. Todd. There's mandatory masks right now. They're there's masks? a fucking mandate from the city of Tulsa. I thought it's recommended. No, it's a no. mandate. You That's get, mandatory. Ask Joel Chaco That's why what there happens. are fucking signs on every fucking door of every business you go into. Ask Joel Chaco what happens if he goes anywhere without a mask in It's Calgary, been Alberta. like that since July. It's mandatory, and the only thing that people do to get away with it is no one's willing to chase them down and physically put a mask on them. Guys like me and Tab, because they know they're going to have to get their hands dirty to do it. Oklahoma City is fining people $1,000 on your second offense for not wearing a mask. This is a mandatory thing. Joe Biden says if he is sworn in, day one, executive order, mandatory masks. If Joe Biden is sworn in, Tab, before either of us kills ourselves, we just go to Washington. Little field trip. You won't get close enough to kill anybody that matters. The one that I really want to kill is Fauci. Put I, me within fucking 20 feet of Fauci and a, with a gun, and I will fucking fix the world's ills. Man. Or Neil Ferguson. I'd really like to fucking murder that guy. I'm pretty sure this is the last episode of this podcast. I'd, 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 personally, if it, I mean, I'd rather go like third world, like maybe go down to, uh, Mexico, you could live like a king down Mandates there. Mandates in yeah. Mexico, too. It's worldwide. It's, it's, yeah, America was no the habla. last bastion no of freedom habla. in the world. When you when you let it fall here, that's the end of it. That's why people keep saying, like people talk shit over people over the Q thing, because and I'm a big Q guy, I like it, but he's, he keeps saying this is not just another four-year election. This is the battle. This is the one where either, it, like I said earlier, winner takes all in this one. Whatever party loses ceases to exist. Because the the, the, the the it's so polarized, there's so much pressure that when that dam breaks in the middle, whichever side, like when you play kill ball or whatever, whichever side reaches the line first, gets all the balls, it's fucking over for the other side. 
So if if uh, if Biden gets in and these the lockdowns happen again, second wave, third wave, they release COVID-21, which is a thing. Uh, this whole, yeah, yeah, the the great reset, all that shit. They're trying to, they're rolling out in Canada right now. Um, when that happens, it is over. Freedom is gone. Honestly, I would, uh, I still have to look after my wife and kids, but I would envy tab at that point because he could just get out of it. And, and, and people, people are begging for it to happen. Begging. People were begging our mayor. Oh, you need you. We need we need to do. You have to do a mask mandate. You have to do a mask. Well, there was a lot of outcry from the people of Tulsa for a mask mandate. So the city council we passed a mandate for masks in all public outdoors location outside your home. You have to wear a mask. There's no enforcement mechanism, but it's a mandate. It's a rule. It's a decree from on high. Yeah. Because because the people begged for it. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough for them to just put a mask on their face. They yeah, had to put a mask on your, on your face. face too. And they'll fucking take anything away from you that they can to make to give them their own safety. And I won't give them the fucking like your money finding you and shit. Yeah, you know? like your money, your freedom, your freedom. Lock you up. You can't go to church. You can't go to church. There, there's a pandemic. What the fuck was the deal with that? The First Amendment guarantees the right to religion and free assembly, but everybody just gave in. All these churches, oh, no, yeah, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. That's my issue. That's a good issue. Probably be the last well, one uh, this on is, the show. <laughs> this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. I'm Todd. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. If you want to call into the Here's One Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload, of which we have two. Here's our first one. Here's what I don't get. Companies that are becoming increasingly more political. I got a notification from T-Mobile saying how much they uh, suck off fucking black people. I don't care about how much you love black cock in your ass, T-Mobile. I don't care about how much uh, some company would support Trump. I just want good fucking service and not to be reminded of this year's political climate. Fuck you! God, I'm so fucking sick of the. I'm with that guy. I hate that shit where yeah. they mingle in their fucking either, bullshit. Either the, fucking way. Just like, shut the like, fuck up and provide what's your, your business? service. Is your business a politician or a phone company? Then shut the fuck up and fucking tell me my bill. Or I love, like, I love on Amazon. They have multiple categories about black movies. Movies with the black lead, black this, black that. There was one that was based on it. It just said based on a true story, and I was like, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, these are all about black people. But it wasn't like based on a true story about black people. It was just like, did they not make any movies of true stories about white people? Did they OD on fentanyl and get a, their own display exhibit in, in the, the Holocaust, Holocaust Museum? Museum? Well, the funniest thing to me is that you go on to Amazon specifically. I don't Amazon specifically, and it's like uh, black voices, black lead, black this, black that, and you scroll through, and like almost none of the fucking movies are available with Prime. So <laughs> you guys didn't. Didn't jump on this bandwagon and go like, oh shit, maybe we should like fucking license some of these so it doesn't look like we're just paying lip service. But I guess nobody cares. Yeah. It's all bullshit anyway. It's all virtue signaling. It's none of it. It's none of it so matters. fucking virtue signaling. 
It's the same. It's the same business as the you know every 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 single goddamn thing on the internet had to have a banner. Uh, be, be sure you know how to do go about your voting. Do you know what today's election day? Vote, 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 vote. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm literally getting bombarded from all sides. So if you would just be the one place that would not do that, that would be great. And then, and then after the election, we were all like, "Hey, we're going to stop getting notifications about votes." And every fucking post has this information about the election is fraudulent. Has been disputed, including on Twitter. Someone posted a someone posted literally this: uh, six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. And at the bottom, this this thing about election fraud is disputed. Cause it's just it just like flags certain words, so I'm guessing like six million flagged it. Oh, so embarrassing. So I tried um, to bake six million cookies. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy what happens when you let an algorithm like yeah. run your life. I saw that on uh, was it Instagram or uh, it was a hashtag. No, I don't know what fucking platform it was on, but it was a. I was searching by hashtag and it was like. We have temporarily disabled the use of hashtags. For, mm-hmm. It could fuck up the election. I thought the election is already over. I thought they were faultless. They yeah. Were, you know. uh, we got one more from the Discord. The title is Don't Read This. Title. Oh. Hey, guys. Skinkunt42 here. Um, first off, I just need to apologize. It's been over two months since I've left voicemail, and I'm sure you guys have just missed me calling in so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) my voicemails are always so awesome they're so well thought out they're just they're the best voicemails of of any of the voicemails in the voicemail upload i just i just i'm so sorry i've gotten busy you know everybody needs me everyone's always needing my opinion i'm just being pulled six different ways all the time um but i gotta say you last episode you guys were talking about need for speed most wanted how it's the best need for speed and i have to say i agree I yeah. almost was going to say Rivals was better, but the part where you're racing somebody and you look at the map and you're way far ahead and all of a sudden they start going 400 miles out of nowhere to catch up to you, it really ruined the game for me. Uh, that I was like, an- that's impossible and that's stupid. But since you guys brought that up, I went and downloaded a PS2 emulator and I've been playing Need for Speed and Most Wanted all weekend. That game is so much fun. I highly recommend people going back and playing it if they used to play it. And also, the only games that are better than racing games are skateboarding games. And I got Tony Hawk Project 8, which is the best skateboarding game, also on the PS2 emulator. And my weekend has just been so much fun. So thanks, you guys, for all you do. Stay awesome. Look forward to watching your YouTube channel. Did you... Buck, did you ever play the Need for Speed games? No. Oh, you... uh, He's talking about rubber banding AI. uh, They didn't Mario Kart. Actually... Actually, that's in that's in all the Need for Speed games. Rivals is probably the worst offender, but I ha- Most Wanted was really bad too because you would get the thing is uh, Most Wanted was a big open world, right? It's a big open world racing game, and it gives you a path to follow, and you could you could trick the AI um, into ramming shit. <laughs> like you would run it into oncoming traffic, or you could like force it through a turn to get right next to you and and scrape it off on a wall. And so it would come to a total halt or close to a halt and you would go way the fuck down there. And then it, and it would, it would, it show you on the little mini map where they were, but it also, it gave you split times up in the one corner where it would say like, it's 
this car is 5,000 feet behind you. And then like how many seconds it was behind you too. And you'd be like 5,000 feet out ahead of it. You're going 140 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden the 5,000 foot gap would drop down to like 100 and it'd be passing you just before the finish line. And it was, Oh, so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Also with the, then, with the blue turtle shell. Yeah. Oh, fuck the blue turtle shell. <laughs> then, I, then, then I got, uh, then I got most wanted for PC recently. And the first thing I did was going, I was going to find maybe some mods and one of the mods I found got rid of the rubber banding AI. Holy shit. That game became that game so is easy. So much better now. Uh, yeah. Fucking speaking of Mario Kart and the blue shells, I have so many clips on my switch that were, I've crossed the finish line. The race is over and I get fucking hit with a blue shell. And you just laugh. And yeah, you just laugh at it. The other one, there, there were some races where I, I would get hit with the blue shell like three fucking times. Um, God, I what a and I read an article about uh by the creators of Mario Kart. And they're like, yeah, we actually did a version that didn't have the blue shell, and uh, we felt it just felt like it was missing. Like, no, it didn't feel like it was missing at all. It felt like nobody you need to go fuck yourself. With nobody a likes the blue shell. <laughs> nobody except the guy using it. Uh, no, not even the guy using it, because you only get it when you're in, like, seventh fucking place. So you fire out this blue shell, and you're just like, well, hopefully I can get to fifth. And meanwhile, the guys that are in first, second, and third are all right there. The blue shell hits the guy in first, and the guy in second wins for no reason. Yeah. Although I used to do that to my kids a lot. <laughs> uh, we'd play Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 yeah. on the Wii U, and I would, like, let one of them be out in front of me. Or actually, they got good enough that they started challenging me a little bit. And then I was like, someone in the back would fire the blue shell and I would drop back into second if I was ahead of them or I would just stay away from them and let that blue shell wipe them out and then get in front of them and beat them and then just gloat and point and laugh at them and make I, them cry. I was playing with uh, Tim and Truckin' and Tuckin' and I realized that the rubber banding AI in Mario Kart is like an average of all the uh, human players. So if you're playing it with two people that suck... And you you are really good at it. It basically puts everyone kind of back in their le league versus, and you're just way out in first place, just fucking cruising Laughing along. Everyone, yeah. You get blue shells. You get nothing but coins and bananas, and you just trail a banana to block all the red shells. And then the blue shell hits, and you're like, "Well, let me uh, go. To, I'm gonna go uh, go run to the bathroom, guys. I'll be right back." <laughs> wander back in. Pick the controller back up, like, oh, uh, oh, I just got passed. I'm in second now. Let me just go ahead and drift this turn and back in first. All right, I won the race. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Especially when you get really good at those tracks and you're just like, like getting uh, like double boosts around every turn because you're drifting so hard. Yeah, I, I got so good. I, I was never the good guy that was good at Mario Kart because I didn't own it, and then I got it on Switch. And I was just fucking killing it with people to the point where I would play with people and I would have to not drift in order to keep it competitive. Yeah. Uh, what a fun game. Uh, Definitely worth that. buying the Switch, in my opinion. Yeah. Someone commented and said that the new Switch, or what is it, Mario Kart Live, uh, is, is marked down as low as 50 bucks at GameStop. Yeah, well, because After it's a janky it idea. Week. Why would you... I get the appeal, but... I'm going to set up a racetrack around my house or more specifically, my parents are going to set up a racetrack around my house and then take it down. And I'm going to get to play with this thing once every two weeks when my dad, I pester my dad to the point that he lets me do this in the living room again, because there's no room in the rest of the house to do this. Yeah. I, um, 
I, I really like to try it out. Like if I knew someone that had it, I would go play it. Cause I, my house is really weirdly laid out. And then I have two bedrooms and the bathrooms between the two bedrooms. And there's a hallway between the two bedrooms and then both bedrooms open up onto the living room. So I have a big oval. If I just go like around the coffee table into the one bedroom, down the hall, out of the other bedroom and around the coffee table, perfect little track. Yeah. That's a great circuit. And then if you include like, okay, I could go into the into the, the main bedroom and do like a loop under the bed and I could go into the second bedroom and just do a big loop on the floor and like I could zigzag between the legs of the, ta- the coffee table if the, I don't know how tall the thing is, like that could be really fun, but I don't feel like it's probably a hundred dollars fun. It's probably like $20 fun. $20 fun because you like you said, you play it like one, especially as an adult, I can leave it set up all I want, but I really don't want to. So I'd play like three or four things and I like do a bunch of different setups and like some friends would come over and be like, check this out. And we'd play it around and then just be yeah, like, maybe three parties out of it. Yeah. Well, do you want to just go ahead and uh, play regular Mario Kart or do something else because we're adult men now? Or drink. Uh, yeah. Can we just drink? Yeah. 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 That's, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. They, it is a cool idea if they made if they made the I don't know how stout the racer is, but if it was stout enough that it could go outside and take jumps like a regular RC car, that could be a lot of fun, especially if they release expansion packs where it's like, all right, here's our jump thing. And, don't they have you know, a little for, lance they can you can put on it and pop balloons? Oh, I, maybe they do. I don't know, I have to go rewatch the videos. Yeah, I think you can like tie balloons to it, or maybe like I saw a competition, maybe they had jury rigged them or something, I don't know. Or they put little like lances on the front of them, and you could go around popping the balloons of the other racers. Yeah. But then it's, it's really tricky. Like when it's one well, on one, you're fucked. Yeah. Right. So that's our episode. It's extra beefy. Extra beefy, yeah. Again. Just like me. Yeah. After the last episode was so beefy that we barely fit it in to the website, this one is well, hopefully also barely fit in the website. So uh, let's go ahead and sign off. All right. This has been here's um, what I don't get. Thanks for joining us, Buck. Really appreciate it. No problem. Hopefully Tim's here. not dead. Hopefully. Hopefully the coof didn't get him. I can't yeah. do this. I don't week. think it did. <laughs> I think he didn't want to play tomorrow. I think you're right. Uh, I think that's it. It's all a scam. It's all a scam. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.